Welcome, Aichingu, to the first episode of the K-Pop Roundtable. In this episode, we will talk about our three favorite songs and the biggest disappointment of March 2017. My name is Steven, and I'm here, as always, with my regular co-host, Josh. Hello. And today we have a very, very special guest for our debut episode from the K-Pop Hot Pot podcast, Jonathan. Say hi, Jonathan. Hey, how's it going? How are you guys all doing out there? We're good. The Chingu-verse. Chingu-verse. I like that. The Chingu world. (laughs) The robot world uh, of our listeners. (laughs) Skynet. Yeah. Korean Skynet. But yeah, uh, so for this brand new style of podcast, we got in uh, the next or the 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 next best greatest podcast besides our own. Besides our own, of course. I besides mean, your own. Besides yeah. our own. I was surprised you guys didn't even know my name. I was shocked. I had to I had to read it again. Think it was like a prank from one of my own listeners. Oh, like, did I really get this from them? I mean, I think it's the opposite. I, I think if if you know our name, that'd be really weird. I thought you would think we were spam. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> we're like, oh, we're not sure if he'll accept, but. Yeah, like I'm going to write this email, I guess. But uh, yeah, so introduce yourself a little bit, Jonathan, for our listeners, although I'm sure many of them, you know, know of you, know of K-pop Hot Pot. Yeah, um, K-pop Hot Pot, a host podcast of uh, two of my co-hosts, Erica and Kimmy. One's my wife, one's my sister. Sister-in-law, sister. And um, yeah, basically we kind of, we talk about music. We talk about our experiences. We have opportunities to um, go to different concerts, uh, mainly California-based for now. So we kind of talk about our experiences that we've had. We have special episodes where we talk about a a particular group. We dive into details. We play games. We kind of mix it up every so often. We call ourselves a hot pot because we're not consistent. (laughs) There's always different things we just kind of mull around. Um, currently, we're working on a project where we're going to um, do a fan story on um, the veteran group Super Junior. So hopefully you guys can check that out. That should be coming up at the end of this month. So look for that. And really, yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, we don't do a whole lot. That sounds like <laughs> that a whole sounds lot. Like a yeah, lot. that sounds like a whole bunch to me. <laughs> uh, so why, why Super Junior, if I may ask? Is that like y'all's favorite, like your first love was Super Junior? Yes, I guess we you the way that you said that that's pretty much it. We in our introduction to K-pop was um, Girls Generation, Psy, and then Super Junior. And um, my wife is a gigantic Super Junior fan, huge Yisung fan, Yesun, and so we. It's kind of hard to explain. We just basically put a story together. My wife kind of initiated it, and we just kind of started bouncing ideas off, and we wrote a 50-chapter story. I mean, it could be a novel. And we've even done, like, side character stories. Like, I'm a huge like, comic fan, so I've kind of treated it like, we'll have, like, side characters, and we'll do this, and we'll do that. So. It basically wrote itself. Yes. And I don't know if it'll ever really come to fruition. And we actually took real-life events, and we just fabricated it to fit <laughs> into our story. Based on true events. Yeah. So I don't know if, the, I mean, it's so much. I don't know if we'll ever, I think we bit off more than we can chew. I think at the end of the day, we might just end up like putting it in, in uh, word format and just throw it on the internet. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever be able to do the voiceover for it because, yeah, voice acting's hard. Podcast is easy. Voice acting's hard. Yeah. If you were to ask me to do anything acting related, it's just going to come out completely wooden and terrible. <laughs> much like what girls say about me. Sorry, there. <laughs> uh, but oh, um, do you guys have like a writing background or anything, or uh, 
Oh God, no! Nope. <laughs> he said, "Oh God, <laughs> no. no!" We're just free, you know, freestyling it. Yeah. Hey, man, that's no, no writing background. Um, no. Oh, so when are you guys uh, planning to drop like the first part of it or something? Like- well, if initially it was supposed to come out in February. We pushed it till March, and then now we're pushing it till April. We'll see. We're we're very slow with things. Oh, we know what it's like. We know all about slow. I mean, we should probably come out with more episodes than we even do, but. You know, things, life events happen, things come up. So we plan to um, release four chapters. It sounds long, but they're not. Each chapter is like 20 minutes. So we plan to initiate four chapters, um, hopefully by uh, April 21st. That's that's what we told our listeners is our date. Um, but so far, we haven't made any <laughs> start yet to that April 21st deadline, but we'll get there. All right. Well, if any of our listeners want to check out, you know, a K-pop hot pot, which is a great podcast, very different than ours, um, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, um, have uh, not only one but two female perspectives, um, which we sorely lack. And uh, you know, if you're interested in you know a story about Super Junior, I, I think you, did you what did you call it? you call it like not a fan fiction, but or a fan story? Is that fan what you call perspective? It? Well, and- yeah, see, I initially called it a fan fiction because. In in the comic book world or in the movie world, people write fan fictions of alternate stories of like Batman or right. whatever, and that's that's what I took it as. You know, that's what I wrote it as. And and when I, when I put it on um, Twitter, I wrote, "I'm doing a fan. We're doing a fan fiction based off Super Junior." So people were like, "Oh!" And All I started right. getting these weird tweets about. So like, I, I'm I'm almost worried to ask you who's it about and who and who. And I'm like, why is this so like suggestive? And then I realized, oh, because in K-pop, fan fiction means like fan fiction. Usually, you know? usually fan fictions, the ones that I've encountered, involve a lot of uh, sexual fantasies in nature. Yeah. yeah. How, where have you encountered these? Uh, in my own time. <laughs> we have a couple of PG-13 moments, maybe, but it's very yeah. PG. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to change the way I worded it to, it's a story. <laughs> story that we just kind of made up and yeah. maybe something we could enjoy listening to. So a lot of our listeners listen to us as they commute. Mm-hmm. So we kind of figured this might be a cool thing to do uh, or, you know, because I've never really kind of ran in, run into that in podcasting, like, um, like short stories or storytelling. And I have a friend of mine that actually does have a major in writing and he did a 30 minute short story on YouTube and I loved it and I've shown it to a lot of people. So I kind of with that idea, that's how we kind of started this. So We'll see. It might crash and burn like a lot of our ideas, but hopefully this one won't. I mean, I, ho- I hope it works out. I mean, we definitely know the feeling of uh, starting new things and only have it crash and burn. Ho- <laughs> hopefully not this thing. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not this one. Yeah, yeah. knock on wood on for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get this episode's started. gonna be great. Yeah. I hope it'll be. I hope it'll be. Good. <laughs> I think we're all kind of nervous, you know. Yeah. Um, normally, you know, I just talked to Josh, and we've, I'm very comfortable with that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you talk with your family very comfortably and I'm trying, I'm trying my best not to talk about penises and stuff. During that, during that <laughs> fan fiction period, I was like, how many dicks are going into how many other dicks? But I tried not to say it, <laughs> but I said it anyways. Um, <laughs> just five. 10 out of 13, just 10. <laughs> just 10? Is Henry counted? as <laughs> Is Henry in the corner? Like... Nobody wants them. <laughs> Dude, I, I like, couldn't decide what I was going to put. And I was like, it's going with Henry. Forget how I'm putting the Henry one. And I have a story behind it. I mean, it's not just a song. There's a story behind that one. I'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so before we get to like the top three, 
I do want to ask you since, you know, we got you here. What what do you think of 2017 compared to last year, 2016 in the K-pop world? Not the world world, because we all know the world <laughs> oh, world. Yeah, is. especially living in, in this country. Yeah, or, or just generally how you feel about 2017 as, as a retrospective in terms of the whole K-pop experience you've had. You know, I, I was very optimistic. I was very optimistic the way 2016 ended in K-pop. Um, I did enjoy some of the songs that came out in January. I, um, I did like um, Day 6, their song, I Wait. Um, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't, I, I admired some of the other ones that came out. And Card, you know, they came out. And I was excited for Card in February. But I think when you look at, when you when you judge the quality and the quantity of what's come out in these past three months, I think as an overall, I'm I'm more disappointed than I think I might have been this time last year. Mm. Now I can't I can't tell you what came out exactly this part of the year last year and tell you why I feel this way, but really doing some research um, for this episode and looking through the songs of March, the songs even through February. I mean, I did like a lot of the songs in February, but it was kind of just these little gems here and there, like you know BTS. And I mean, and some of the other ones that came out, but I think overall. Um, it 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 um, it's left me kind of hanging. It's my optimism is starting to to go down a little bit. I'm hoping May picks up, and in April, obviously, but we'll see. I mean, I I'm obviously a little disappointed. I, I think that sums up Stephen and I's kind of general feeling for 2017. It's it's been kind of a letdown, kind of an ongoing joke of yeah. introducing every one of our episodes. Like, sorry, friends, you know, 2K17, <laughs> lol, you know. And yeah, when preparing to find the top three for March, I think it's kind of funny that we're starting this in March because I think March, it was significantly worse than February and January. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. In an already not great year. You, you know, know? star-studded cast that is 2017, eh? Yeah. So we got we got a spicy one. Let's let's get right to it. All right. Um, All so right. The, the rules are we can only have one song per artist as we normally do for our podcasts. And we're going to kind of ping pong between us r- going around around the table, as you will, of like our number threes and our number twos and our number ones. And at the end, we're going to talk about our most disappointed song, which mm. is going to be a spicy one. It's going to be good. <laughs> um, but you know what, Jonathan, since you're our guest, uh, why don't uh, you introduce your number three first? Oh, you guys really want to hear this one, don't you? I do. <laughs> so I chose for my number three song, Henry. Now, Henry is uh, from Super Junior M, not just the regular Super Junior. And he had a song called Girlfriend. To call your girlfriend, my baby, my lady. Used to call your girlfriend, my baby, my lady. Even our chinguro, any chingo, chota, tersu, omni. Oh no. Oh, baby, 
Now, this song, and I don't know what the, what the perspective of it is, like, you know, in Korea where you guys are, um, but from over here, from the things that we've read and, and what we've looked up, well, you guys know the whole thing about SM. You know, SM, they have so many artists, you know, they kind of keep them, like, sitting on ice, so to speak. And Henry, a few months ago, had a thing where he was complaining about um, that, you know, he was basically asking his fans to, like, pray for him, to support him, um, because something was going on. And some other members from Super Junior kind of, um, like they lend out their voice for him too. So lo and behold, um, he has a comeback coming sometime this year and he released this song called Girlfriend. Now with this song Girlfriend, what I like about it is it's a song he just made in the studio. There was not a whole lot behind it. He didn't even intend to release it at all, but it, it got overheard by some people. A lot of people liked it. So he ended up releasing it. There's no like music video for this song. I think it only has like a few thousand downloads maybe. Or not downloads, views on YouTube. But the song is, I mean, I enjoy it for what it is. I, I enjoy it. I like Henry. I like his voice. I think that it's a shame that he isn't utilized as much as he should be because he's a, a really talented artist. And I feel that the song, it kind of gives good reflection of, of him, of his voice, kind of where he's at. And it kind of shows that if, you know, if he was put into a better position, he can actually have some good things that he can do. But, you know, he, it seems like his hands are kind of tied. But overall, I thought it was a fine song. I mean, to be to be quite honest, Stephen and I hadn't heard this song before we saw your list, and we actually had to go <laughs> and listen to the song. And Henry, I, I mean, props to Henry because Henry is really well known for being able to play like multiple instruments, create his own music, and uh, it's very true what you say about the SM artist kind of being, you know, put on ice. I think Amber was kind of feeling that way, and she kind of did some stuff recently too. So. Henry, I'm I'm glad he's he's doing things, but I mean, this is kind of a song that I'm. It's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not a really huge <laughs> ballad kind of fan, and the song yeah. is is fine, but it's just something I wouldn't listen to on the regular. Yeah, I mean, you know, longtime listeners of us know, like, to a to a <laughs> fault, like most ballads were just yeah, like we just ah. we just can't get behind ballads. So he doesn't like any ballads at all. We do. We like a very special type of ballad. I wouldn't necessarily call it a ballad. Well, we like primarily. I like ballads with a beat, something with a little bit more um, uh, produce production. Did you guys like? Uh, is it Jamie? She's also from SM. She had a ballad that came out this month. Like it's only her. It's a piano, a pianoist, and um, a violin. Like that's it. I don't know if you guys heard it. I have heard it. I I actually really like Jamin's last, not the previous, not the one you're talking about, but the one before that. It's called uh, what is it called? Ready for your love? Yeah, that one is more in my wheelhouse, where it's got some like like bass and a little bit more like yeah, plotting. The, the the percussion is mm. a little bit more driving. And the thing with ballads is that for me, ballads are very emotion based. So like for example, if you know the story of Henry, if you kind of follow Henry and you kind of understand his struggles, then ballads mean more to you right yeah or for example if i understood korean and the lyrics really meant something to me then i totally understand ballads yeah because sometimes i'll like a ballad that you know is super boring to you right 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 and so like for me most korean ballads a they kind of all sound the same especially the stripped down like just a guitar or just a little piano there a lot of times they sound very same samey to me and I, I often don't really pay attention to the kind of drama around things that much. So, I mean, Henry, I mean, the lyrics could be like the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. It could be like my girlfriend. <laughs> like, 
I loved her. She got hit by a bus and she died. And now I'm mourning her. You know, I don't know what it could be. Some K drama thing. But you speak Korean? I do not. I'm an idiot. Oh wow. Josh does because he's smart. So, so you're telling me if I move to Korea speaking limited Korean, like I can get around? It is so easy to get around here without knowing Korean. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oops. As long as you learn to read Korean, um, which is one of the easiest things you in the world. You can learn in a day. Yeah. Like, I mean, we know. I mean, there are plenty of people here that, that are good and they learn Korean very well. But that's still pretty rare. Most people, even people here for five, six, seven years... Their Korean is not great, unless they're like married to a Korean or. But even then, they're the Korean. Some of those people, their Korean is not great as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was sure how hard Korean is because they have so many different like tones and different sounds that you don't have in the English language. So yeah. you can like say a word, but if you don't use the same the proper tone, like the mean, it kind of you lose all meaning of it. So that's why I was kind of like, oh man, like I can barely speak English. I don't know if I'm ever gonna learn Korean completely. It's not as punishing as say like Mandarin or something, but Korean, I think as long as you try, most people are pretty kind of accepting. Yeah, there we go. You learn a couple of basic phrases and you can get around, you know, hundred percent. Right. Um, well, at least in a city. Like we don't live in a huge city, but we live in a decent city. Um, but if you live in like the boonies, you you probably need to learn more korean than if you live. oh i'm sure because oh, i can imagine we i can be like hey josh can you help me with this and he'll be like no fuck you <laughs> and i'll be like okay let me go ask somebody else <laughs> that has never happened before uh-huh but anyway so henry's girlfriend So in summary henry's <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> i liked it i mean it was i mean i like i said i kind of struggled with this when I mean, we we did like we talked about i kind of struggled i didn't think that i mean i'm sure other people listening probably thought are probably screaming at their phones like you could have put Monster X or you could have put Got Seven in that spot. But honestly, it's the, those songs didn't do anything for me. And for this pick, it was it was a lot because of the story. It was a lot because of him and the song itself. I didn't mind, and and I kind of I'm even kind of bringing it up because I'm even encouraging people, um, your listeners, my listeners, to go out and hear it. You know, right. to kind of right. make their own assumption of it. Because uh, I'm trying to give the I'm trying to give the poor guy some some you know some light because <laughs> I mean SM isn't doing much for him. Yeah, who would have thought Henry and Amber? You mean the the foreigner ones are the ones being <laughs> iced out? Huh. Oh, Interesting, SM. And then Eric Nam had a thing too uh, a few months ago where he was like, he was upset and like his um his label came and tried to like do damage control and now he has this song that just came out. Yeah, I remember seeing that too. I think a lot of the foreigner people are. I think everybody has issues, right? But the foreigner ones are more open to like complaining about it, right? The Korean ones exactly will shove it in their mouth hole and like ruminate on it forever, you know? Yeah, and then um, like release yeah. a all tell like twenty years later. Yeah, they'll, they'll take <laughs> it to their grave. They'll take it to their grave. But uh, anyways, all right. So the, uh, you pick number three, Henry's girlfriend. Josh, why don't you go with your number three? I mean, if we're going to be talking about SM, let's keep it going with the SM train. Uh, I picked Taeyeon's new song, uh, "Cover Up."
So That's this, a good one. yeah, this song is is a good song. And I was, I was when I was thinking about what to choose for March, I was trying to choose the least offensive songs. So uh, this kind of really <laughs> falls in that category. Uh, the song I think is is poppy enough. It's got enough EDM vibe in it, and her voice is just very unassuming. And it's just a song that I can kind of just enjoy without really having to think too hard about why I like or don't like it. Yeah. I think she's very consistent. I mean, she's a very consistent artist. Um, not everyone's born to be a soloist. She's definitely, I think from the day she was conceived, was a soloist. Yeah. I think when when she was still in uh, Girls' Generation, everybody's like, if anybody was going to go solo, it would be her. Now, let me ask you something. Now, why why did it take so long for this to happen for her? Is it just sm's thing where they kind of wait till you know they're past the group's past their peak to have like someone like her have a solo because there's her some other members from sm i would just figure would have solo stuff earlier not later in their career yeah i think that's an sm not even an sm thing i think that's just kind of a k-pop thing in general where milk the cow yeah we want to milk. so <clears throat> once they get super popular they're not. They don't need to release solos then. They're already super popular, right? Like everybody's GGG and everywhere, right? Um, you gotta wait until the dip is kind of happening, and then you kind of dole it out like crack, you know, in small doses of like, hey, hey, remember Girls Generation? You liked Taeyeon? <laughs> remember that crack go. that you had like a little while ago? But here's a little bit of taste of that. It's not as good, but you're just like, oh, crack, <laughs> please, yes, SM, please. Although I think Taeyeon is an exception because she she actually is good. Like a yeah. lot of the songs oh, she's great. that she's yeah. done have been really good. Some of the other SN, you know SNSD members are a little bit. I haven't enjoyed it as much. Although I've I, I really did like Sohyun's. Uh, what is that called? Uh, Don't say no. Yeah. Now let me ask you. How about um? How about uh, Tiffany? Were you guys a fan of Tiffany's song? Now Tiffany's song I feel is sort of in the same kind of style as this song Taeyeon's cover up, but it just. I think not as popular because it's not Taeyeon. And I think Taeyeon, these songs, they're kind of, my, my theory is that they were in the works for a while because she's releasing like song after song after song and an album. And that's kind of, I guess, pretty rare for SM. Yeah. So but I think what, past three years, consistently she's had a solo multiple songs thing. a year. Yeah, multiple songs a year. And so I'm, I'm sure she's got plenty more that she's trying to release. And I, I really think it's just with a lot of things in K-pop, it's just the namesake that's really kind of pushing uh, a lot of the popularity and uh, awareness. So, and, and I also think SM's, you know, most people are being pushed to be actors or you know variety things, and Taeyeon is not really has never. Uh, I remember you saying this, Josh. You can correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but she's never been great at that kind of stuff. No, no, no. Um, she's been great at singing, and so. The, you know, the reason she has so many more songs compared to the other ones is because this is her focus. This is her specialization. Yeah. Right. She hit level 20 and they were like, pick a specialty. And she was like, how about just singing still? And I want to be a bard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I 100% agree with and I can see that. Definitely. Even as a performer, we've seen her twice now. And I, I didn't mean she just I don't even think she's an, a good performer, per se. Like when in a, in a concert setting, she's just kind of there and sings. But if, hey, if that's what she has going for her, I mean, keep it going because she's a fantastic singer. But even as a performer, though, I don't even think that's one of her talents, per se. So I want to shoot the question back at you. I know you, you chose Ooh. Henry Girlfriend um, as your number three for March. But how do you feel in the grand scheme of things, these SM solos like Henry 
and, you know, Girls' Generation, you know. How do you feel about them as kind of a whole thing? Because there have been a lot of Super Junior solos. Too. Yeah, there's been a lot of solos by SM. You know, I I think a lot of them are misses, for me, in my personal opinion and my taste. I haven't been a big fan of Q Hyun, uh, Q Hyun from Super Junior. I think he's a fantastic singer, and I think that what SM kind of puts behind them um, what they do for even like for, for promotions and and how the, a lot of these things get promoted, I don't think it really lands. But you can look at like tame um, like taming from uh, Shiny. Like I was, I loved his solo. I loved his solo. Was it last year? Uh, I thought that one was fantastic. The cover art was kind of weird. Please, please don't say drip. You like drip drop because well, <laughs> we have a running joke. I don't want to word it like that, Josh. I wanted him to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. I liked. I preferred drip drop over pressure number. No. I like that song. <laughs> I mean, come on. And we're hanging up right now. All right. It was nice having you on, Jonathan. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like Michael Jackson. It's like Michael Jackson, you know, in the flesh almost. I mean, that's it's kind of. I love that whole the whole pop of it. But I mean, I mean, big fan of Yisung solo, even though it, it really tanked horribly. Um, unfortunately, I know he has another one coming out in April, which I hope for his sake it does good, and I think it will because of the fact that he he's in a drama right now, uh, or I think the drama ended already, right? And he's done some other stuff. He's in, he was like in a Japanese movie, so I'm kind of curious to see how how his solo does now because this time last year when his other solo came out, like it did not do good at all. Yeah, I think in in my opinion, right, like because I don't really like ballads and most. SM solo male so it's all artists are all majority just all about which is why I kind of like liked Henry because Henry tried to do more different things more poppy things mm-hmm. um, I mean I can only remember trap in my head but I know he's had a few others <laughs> yeah um, I think that's, I think it's like only popular song really yeah but like whenever like I don't always remember their names but like Q Hyun or Q Q whatever <laughs> like whenever they come out with another ballad, I'm just like, oh my lord. This- Hero, can we skip that one for this week? Yeah, they probably sat in a room, recorded seven of them, and then every year they just release one of them, and it's like, oh. But see, that, that's kind of my problem, too, is, is it's kind of like what, what Josh said. With with Taeyeon, it's it's like there a lot was in the works, and they put a lot, they invested a lot in, in the music, in the writing, in the sound, in the quality. And a lot of these other ones, like the Super Junior members, which majority of them, I think, are fantastic singers, but they they don't I feel like they hadn't really they didn't really throw a whole lot on them. It was just kinda like we owe you guys a solo, so you're you know, here this, take this and run with it. And they didn't really pan out that great. Yeah, I think uh like you said, I think the big difference is Taeyun, she chose a specialization and they were like, We're gonna give it to you. You're you you want to be a singer, yeah. we'll let you sing. And for the other guys, it's like a contractual obligation. They're like It's like, all right, we got your solo coming up, ballad, I'm assuming. And it's yeah. just like, you know, <laughs> It's like, do you actually want to practice and like learn a dance and a song? No, no, just, you know, let me just sing this ballad, which is kind of a shame. How familiar are you guys with like EXO, like in regards to someone like Chanyol? He's a little bit more of like the like a rapper. He's yeah. a DJ. Like I'm kind of I'm surprised he hasn't done anything either. He, he does like solo wise some things, but mainly I think OST kind of. I, I really wouldn't necessarily call him solos because he's always singing with someone like Punch or. Or someone like that. So I mean, yeah, Chen and all them. Mm. It's not their time yet. You know, yeah. they're they're still. Although they are waning. I mean, BTS is like ramming up their bum bumhole. Yeah. And I mean, that's partially their fault. I mean, not their fault, but like that's partially how the K-pop world works. Is that EXO got so famous that now they only need to release one thing every every year. You know, while BTS is still banging it out like like they ain't got no food. Like they're still working like the rookies. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is admirable and amazing. And they better be making a shit ton of money because if they're not making money like that's a damn shame. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it seems I mean, I big does Big Hit have anything else but BTS at this point? It's just BTS. I know they had stuff before BTS, but at this point, it's mainly just BTS, right? I mean, BTS has got to be their main breadwinner, but I'm sure they have. Oh, that's their golden goose. They have some. I swear they have some some other artists in their stable. I know they had a girl one like was it glam or glitter or something like that. I mean, it might be glam. I did like glam uh, for for a quick minute uh, back in the day. I I feel like SM is is a really big kind of perpetrator in not handling solos well in general. So right, that's kind of that's my issue with them. But except for her. Yeah, Taeyeon maybe is the exception, but generally SM has not really made it big with solos. They've made it big with like huge, you know, boy group, girl groups, and things like that. I mean, I don't want to harp too much on SM. I think JY, I mean, JYP has got the same problem. But I think JYP does better with their soloists than SM, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe in Japan. <laughs> fight, 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 man. <laughs> like, who, who's a huge, to play devil's who's advocate. a huge JYP? I mean, maybe there's somebody I'm just not thinking of, but like, mm-hmm. I know 2PM members do a fair share of solo stuff, but like nobody's yeah. remotely as big as Taeyeon here anyways. Maybe, mm. again, maybe in Japan, mm. but like, and then like, yes, YG has fucking G-Dragon and Big Bang, but I think Big Bang is also a r- very rare exception because they're... It's a strange entity, yeah. Big Bang. Big yeah. Bang. Um, like, I don't think that was yeah. YG's like, hey, GD, want to do a solo? It's like, GD is like, nah, motherfucker. I'm going <laughs> to do what I time. want. <laughs> I make y'all money, you know? Like, I'll do what I want, you know? I write the songs. And see, YG's, a, YG's another label that I'm kind of like, it kind of trips trips me out because they, so much talent behind them. And I was kind of expecting more for, from them, from YG. I mean, yeah, Blackpink is, you know, Blackpink and Big Bang's Big Bang, but everything else, like Winner and Icon, and like I feel bad for them because I, I like some of their songs, but I, I thought I was anticipating and I hoped that they would kind of land more than they had. I think they kind of wobbled on their landing. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, like the Winner's newest song, like I, I listened to it once and I didn't really wasn't it didn't blow me away by any means. I need to hear it again, but I know Icon's coming out with something, so I don't know. I'm hoping YG has a better year, you know, in that sense with their with their boy groups, you know, that isn't Blackpink. Right. I mean, we recorded an entire podcast about the ex- implosion of YG last year. Yeah. Um yeah. so we definitely we got you. And they're <laughs> still reeling, you, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> Without Big Bang and you know, losing the 21. dude from Winter, 21. Oh, yeah, that guy from Winter they lost, he was a good guy, too. Yeah, he. I think he was responsible for writing a lot of their songs as well, or at least contributing to a lot of their songs. So Yeah, and that might also explain why the new songs are very different, too, because they lost um, They lost him. True. I mean, this is going to be a long-ass podcast. But uh, yeah. uh, anyways, <laughs> Taehyung's <laughs> We're like at number Josh. really, what, two of nine right now? Yeah. From, from Taehyung to <laughs> Taehyung to now Steven, what is your number three? So my number three is... I thought really spicy, but I'm looking at the list and Jonathan agrees with me a little bit. Unlike Josh, who's an idiot and he doesn't agree. <laughs> I got drawn in by my number two, but go on. That's true. Um, uh, my number three is a group we didn't even talk about on our podcast because... We didn't either. We didn't talk about them either. Why? Yeah. And this is totally, a, a, you know, for listeners of us, this is totally a Stephen pick. 100% a Stephen 100. pick. 100%. And uh, it's Romeo with their song, Without You. (laughs) 
I really like this song a lot. I I mean, I enjoy I, I can't say I really like it because it is still number three on the worst month of all well, time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in love with it, okay? Right. That's true. <laughs> I'm not going to marry it, but I like it. It's acceptable. Yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll see her naked. I mean, I'll see them naked. You know, I'm, I'm a little okay with that. Um, but so, why do you like it, Steve? Yeah, so Romeo is a group that I've never really, you know, has never caught my attention. You know, gun to my head. How many members are there in Romeo? I'll be like, uh, five, six. Just shoot me now because I don't know. Seven? Seven is seven is always your number, eh, Jonathan? It's like, seven? Yeah, you look off to, to your wife. Is, is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, point made. Two, two podcasts come together. We don't know how many members in your group. You're probably not that famous. Let's be real. It was seven. <laughs> I just checked. It's nice. seven. And then now I know. I subconsciously knew it. Well, I mean, that's a good thing because I have no idea. I can't think of another song that they've ever made. Um, and I think that bias kind of happened when we were going through our list to prepare for our podcast. We we're like, oh, it's Romeo. All this music video starts with like 30 seconds of like, like we're hip hop. Yo, yo, hippity hop. We're we're <laughs> dancing in a in a yard. Yeah. Well, you know, I what I and it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually that's actually one of the points that I really appreciate about the song or I don't know if I appreciate but. What it reminded me of, and I don't know if you guys got the same feeling, I know you guys are anime fans, but um, when it starts off, it kind of has that DJ, like, turntable scratch, you know, they're all like, yeah, what's uh-huh. up? But that, not like watching the video, but just listening to that turntable and all that, it reminded me of Samurai Champloo. One of my favorite animes of all time. Yes, and that's what it reminded me of, because Samurai Champloo is very East meets West, and you kind of get that, that hip-hop vibe. So that hearing that DJ scratch, I was like, oh, man, it just it took me back. To like Samurai Shampoo. So it kind of took me out for a minute, but then I, I automatically liked it because of that. And then I came back. I mean, I I think I've only seen like one episode of Samurai Shampoo. Oh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's like one of the best animes. Sorry, I don't even know. It's one of the best soundtracks for an anime of like all yeah. time. I mean, I, I was a dumb kid, man. I, I don't know what I was watching You're back still then. still a dumb kid. <laughs> probably porn or something. I don't know. You know. <laughs> Teletubbies. Uh, Probably that Telly. Oh, he threw shade to say Teletubbies. You love that Poe. Uh, you know, I've seen some Teletubby porn, and that's totally. I'm scared. <laughs> Excuse me, but what? I mean, tell us why you like it, Steven. Wasn't one of the Teletubbies a pedophile? No, Steven. <laughs> let's not go down this rabbit hole. Tell us why you like Romeo without shade. Oh, okay. I like Romeo because you know, if you don't know, since we didn't talk about it on our podcast, uh, this song is produced by my favorite producer, uh, Brave Sound. Brave Brad. Oh, and there you go. And you know, the first time listening to it. It, it didn't occur to me, even though it's very blatant in the beginning of the song. It's like Brave Brothers, and you're like, "Oh wait, Who's you just that? you just don't expect <laughs> that uh, Brave Brothers style song like this for a boy group. This is kind of their girl group style that they use, the cookie cutter yeah. girl group. Yeah, and, and I actually uh, thought that was really interesting. I messaged some of our Slack chingus, and nobody cared. But they, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was actually really like into. It. I was like, holy shit. Let me ask you a question, something that we haven't even talked about in our last two picks, but the video. Did you appreciate the music video? Did you like the choreography? Did you enjoy any of that along with your pick? Um, I'm going to say I didn't like it. I mean, Let's okay. just say we, we listened to the song without watching the music video. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I have... It, it's. There were things I appreciated about it. Like, for example, they, they kind of did the whole, like, some colors are... Everything else washed out, and some colors are. Um, yeah, I liked that. Like it was like pink. Everything else is black and white. Right, right. And that was cool. I, I I don't remember the choreography that that well because <laughs> I was too busy. Wasn't that dance. memorable then? Yeah, 
You were not the Juliet to their Romeo. No, no. Uh, I I mean, I remember they're like, you know, hang barbecue, hangout, like we cool kind of, you know, things. Yeah. Uh, But it kind of has the cardinal sin. Like for me, one of the cardinal sins of music videos is 40 40 seconds before the actual music video starts, uh, where it's just like hanging around and like wasting time. Like I, I personally don't like that, especially if it's a group that is newer and wants wants your attention. I think that's kind of a, a cardinal sin, kind of. And another thing, it's usually that 40 seconds or 30 seconds before the music video, that's usually like, you know, story time for most music videos. But this music video doesn't really have a story. They're just chilling. <laughs> they were just, they're all bros. Yeah, it's unnecessary, I think, in, in every sense of the word. Yeah, I, I do kind of think if it started right away, I might be a little bit like, woo, but... Um, <laughs> Woo! Yeah, making it. How <laughs> would you really? Oh, dude, I Steve don't never. underestimate my brave style wooing. Steven never, <laughs> you say, you never woo. I've never heard you woo before. Dude, I, I wee you wee you all the I time. Didn't, dude. I didn't know that sound came from you like when you said it like five seconds ago. You've never seen me have sex. <laughs> and I hope I never will. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I, um, you're right. I don't. I enjoy. I appreciate the choreography. I don't know if it was memorable enough for me to be like to put it on any type of a scale or to compare it to anybody else. The one thing I did appreciate about them, though, is I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I feel like we're living in a time with K-pop where you got these these boy bands that they kind of are following the same trend with these like pastel colors. Block B just did it with one of their songs, and even Highlight did it in there on theirs. You know, Got Seven's done it before in the past. So has BTS. And I feel that a lot of them keep following that same type of a trend. And what I appreciate about Romeo is I felt that uh, they they seemed different. Like, I felt like they weren't trying to follow a trend, per se, in the sense of, like, their outfits and the way they kind of carry themselves. So I, th- I thought that it was cool, though. They were kind of different in that sense. But I think the song the song was greater than the video and the choreography. See, on our podcast, we kind of talk about that where we'll say, like, you know, the the, the music video over overcame the song. You know, the video is more memorable than the actual song was. Or the you know the choreography was more memorable than the song, but I think in this case the song was better than everything else around it. Right, you guys. Uh, from what I've heard a little bit, you guys like break it down right and give grades and and kind of separate the three. Dude, things we're so incons- we're getting very inconsistent that way. Where we're, sometimes uh-huh. we'll give grades, sometimes we'll be like, yeah, ten out of ten. And then the <laughs> next episode, it's an A. <laughs> the next you episode, get a ten. It's you a four a star. <laughs> you know, we we're a hot pot. We mix it up every week. Got to keep him guessing, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I, actually I think for me it was not that I want to see another pastel video because I don't. Um, you know, That is absolutely, I've seen that a hundred times by now. But I, I, I think oddly this Romeo video was copying an, not the current trend, but like they were copying like a past trend and that made it even more mm, a like little <laughs> like Antony. Um, especially that like 2015. area. Yeah, that that area, the set that they used. You know, I I will always remember that. Well, I guess I I'm not always gonna remember because I can't remember the name of that girl group. But uh, the Dal Shabet or something. The one where they're in those garbage in those like garbage containers. No, no yeah. you're thinking Nine Muses. Oh, Nine Muses. I got you, Nine Muses. Yeah, they're dancing on top of the. Uh, yes, and they're all different colors and like they're living. It almost looks like they're living in there. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a room. Yeah, um, it kind of reminded me of that too because they were also kind of hanging around in that same place with cars and like, oh, we're we're kind of cool. And so that that may have thrown me off a little bit, but I, I definitely do agree that I don't think it was a bad music video, and and I wasn't like, oh my god, this choreography is terrible, which. There are many boy groups sometimes where we're like, 
oh boy, you should have practiced a little bit more. Um, uh, but definitely yeah. the song is like this mix. Like we just did an after show talking about our you know top uh, top five uh, Brave Sound songs, and maybe it was because I was on a high from all that Brave Sound watching that you were looking for another Brave Sound song. Yeah, I was looking for another hit on that crack cocaine pipe, and and it found you. Yeah, and this Romeo song has that. Like it, I think it's personally very interesting because I can hear a lot of four minute style in here, but it's guys singing it. I can hear some Electro Boys, which they are guys, but this is still a little bit more poppy version kind of 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 that. Yeah, and you know, I don't know how long this is gonna last on my playlist. You know, number three, but and that's actually the only consistent grade we give is if we will buy it or not. That's one of my things. Like, if do I like a song enough to buy it? Um, so and let me ask you, do you like this song enough to buy it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of grade songs on that scale, too. Like uh, so Steven and I kind of have po- like playlists that we put song on and we have this level of will you would you download it? And then would you download yeah. it and how long will it stay on your playlist and things like that? For me, uh, I would download this song, but I don't know how long it would stay on my playlist. Mm. I mean, I'm I, I it's already on my list. Um for the uh, to clarify, when you say buy it, do you mean like buy a physical album, or do you just mean like buy it on iTunes or something? Buy it on iTunes. Okay, okay. Yeah, buy it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I would never buy a physical. I would never physically buy Romeo's <laughs> without you. No, um, no. I mean, there's only a handful of albums we've actually bought. Right, right. right. The albums are pretty expensive. Well, you know, in Korea, it's not like we guys are you know from the U.S. But in the U.S., it's just like a little piece of plastic. There's like maybe four pictures, you know, in the booklet, right. and it's like twenty bucks. But in Korea, it's like a it's like a it's a book, and it's a box, and it's gigantic, and it's so dick. the quality in that is completely different. And most of the time, it's like ten dollars more than it would be over here, you know. And, and some of my students will buy seven of them. You know, they're like one for every <laughs> member. You know, yeah, just to collect the pictures. You know, like the little photo card inside. Yeah, and it's like, do you listen to it? And yeah. it's like, no, I have it on, you know, Naver anyway. You know, like, I have it on Melon anyways. Like, I don't need, <laughs> I don't actually need the CD, you know. Just got to support my boys, yeah. you know. Even yeah. though they, they probably get, like, 0.2% of they get <laughs> album like, sales. They get, like, two cents per album sold. Like, yeah. Um, and we, we, can have, we can have a whole other episode talking about stuff like that. But I, I heard stories, like, when um, Infinite first came out, they were making, like, 30000 a year. I think, I think it was between all of them. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, That's most insane. groups they don't even make any money for the first couple of years because they, they are pay back. Yeah, yeah, to their companies for all the training. Um, right. And- I'm actually not sure if BTS is still in debt or not because normally there's an article that BTS. Like, I can't imagine BTS being in debt still. Me too. I Man. can't imagine it, but normally there's a an article that's like. You know, so and so group has finally broke even this year. Like, like AOA, like AOA, like only recently I think started making money in the past couple year or so. Yeah, I heard about that, and then I heard that um, Suyu from Twice that she she paid hers off already. I guess like she's made like a million dollars in modeling and and, um, and cosmetic lines, whatever else that she does. I mean, she's everywhere. She does a lot of adverts, yeah, yeah. CFs and stuff. Um, and it's also yeah. one of those like. Does she get it all or is she splitting it evenly? Because I know a lot of groups in the beginning, they quote unquote split it evenly, but I guess we'll never know. And I mean, that took like three bangers from twice for her. I mean, I I think I heard you guys talking about it like twice, even though I don't think they're technically number one, but they're pretty much the number one girl group nowadays, um, especially from the Korean side. So like, you know, you got to be number one of the number one, you know, to to even break even, right? Like that's to break yeah, even in like crazy. her second or you know second year. They're like the, they're like the heir to SNSD. 
They they are. You you are gonna get it's a lot of a lot of fire for that. <laughs> There's so many people. <laughs> well, are, I'm not saying so, I'm not saying they surpass SNSD. I'm just saying they're the air. Like they're. I mean, really, SNSD. Then it'd be twice, right? You, I mean, you, in the you're sense get of a lot of flack for people saying like, "Oh, what you think they're not like 21 successors? You think they're not Wonder Girl <laughs> successors?" And the next person's like, "Well, you don't know. Twice is not first. Maybe Red Velvet is first, and then you're uh, just gonna go." Was it, I think Red Velvet. Like Kim agrees. Or Kim, she like went like this. She thinks Red Velvet's better than Twice. But no. Oh, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think Red Velvet and Twice are so they're so different. Like it's hard to compare them to. Like for me, mm-hmm. I feel that they're just they're com- on two different levels completely. Two different fandoms. Two different. It's just so I would both put them number one in separate categories. You know, they're just so different groups. Yeah, I mean, I agree. If you, I agree with that statement like fully, but I would never say it because I'd get burned at the stake again. <laughs> I mean, our hey, listeners, your listeners are gonna hate me now. No, 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 no. our, our listeners, listeners are, are good. I, Josh is being a little like like we're on YouTube again, and yeah, I had tra- I had like trauma again. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, our listeners will be totally fine with that. We we say that stuff a lot. Yeah, and they actually, I think, All majority right. agree with some of the things we say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I I think SNSD is is. They're 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 done. I mean, like, yeah, for sure. Twice is a hundred way more popular than SNSD now. Like, people yeah. still know SNSD as you know as yeah. a brand and as a name, but um, yeah, knowing Twice and popularity is, is is I guess different in this aspect, right? And and we talked about in our last episode, like Red Velvet is people know of them, but they're actually not that famous in like Korea, popularity wise. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, amongst the girls, they are really popular. Uh, the problem is that they don't. For for you to really make it in Korea, you have to have this universal appeal to like young and old, male and female, and Twice kind of has that. Whereas Red Velvet has majority uh, female fans, I think. If yeah. I if I'd even go as far to say that, definitely. We ask our boys all the time. They're like, you know, who who's your favorite K-pop? You know, who's the hottest? And it will never remotely ever be Red Velvet or FX or any. What of do those they usually groups. say? Twice. Nowadays, it's AOA. twice. <laughs> Uh, it used to be AOA two for years a little ago. Bit, yeah. AOA, EXID, when they're going on their little run, yeah. Um, any of the sexier groups? I mean, they like sexier groups, like Girls Day, even maybe three years ago. And I was like, "What? Um, <laughs> yeah, what? But yeah, th- that's a good point. Which is like, yeah, to because we just said Revella has never had a number one, and that's crazy to me. That is crazy. They yeah, have never had number true. one, and I think one of the reasons is indeed that they are very specific in their niche. Because they are very niche, you know, and I think a lot of girls like them, but a lot of boys are like, nah, not bad. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's my number three. <laughs> Romeo. We got, we got through the first. We got through the first okay. row. <laughs> hey, yeah. but it'll get faster. It'll get faster. Um, so, Jonathan, why don't yeah. you talk about your number two? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We just did. <laughs> we just did. <laughs> my number two was Romeo. Kind of kind of goes back to what we said um, the first thing that kind of grabbed me was that nostalgia from Samurai Champloo that kind of drew my interest in. Um, I kind of enjoyed the whole color aspect, the black and white, and then with the pink. Um, I definitely see what you were saying. I completely agree. It's like, you know, is that kind of, I mean, it makes me almost think, is that kind of like a thing in Korea? Like people like, are there, um, like, like trash places, is that kind of like a hangout spot? Because it, <laughs> like, it seems like a lot of music videos, they do do that. Um, but other than that, like, I enjoyed the song a lot. The video I thought was okay. I mean... I, I can't even, you know, pinpoint any specific scene in my mind right now to even describe it other than a couple of dance parts. But um, the song is what I enjoyed mainly from it rather than the video. So for me, the song was strong and definitely is one I will buy. Nice, nice. Yeah, I actually think that kind of hangout is actually 
Koreans think Americans do that, and that's why they do that in videos. You know, that's that's kind of one thing that's funny that you mentioned that is I always wonder like what the perspective that Koreans have on Americans because um, I'm not sure how you guys enjoyed CL's solo or her American debut. That I felt that it was very um, like, hey, this is what Americans like. You know, they hold a forty and they do this and that, and you know, they're with their baby, and and that's what the song is. Yeah. And I'm like, and for me, I personally didn't like it. I love CL. Like, I love Twenty One. I like CL a lot, but that song I did not like. We were in the same opinion as you. I, I actually <laughs> think the song is okay, but Josh really doesn't like it because. Garbage. <laughs> Lifted is garbage. <laughs> well, you know what? See, I'm I'm also the type. I don't know about you guys, but I'm the type where I need to hear a song a lot of times to to make a, a full judgment. Like some songs, I'll say like, yeah, I like it a lot. And then after a while, I'm like, you know, what? I don't really like it. And I'll kind of go back on my podcast and I'll say that. Yeah. There's some songs that like I really have like tarnished or really bad on our podcast. And then like two episodes later, I'm like, you know what? I actually like the song now. That happens to us all the time. With CLs, I've, I've, I've honestly only heard it twice. And the two times I heard it, I just didn't like it at all that I never I never wanted to hear it again. But, I mean, who knows? If I heard it maybe four times more, I might like four it. Four times I don't know. If I, if I just sit through four more plays. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's a little relative, too, because... I think Lifted is much better than her previous song. Um, Dr. Pepper. I didn't like her previous Not song Dr. either, Pepper. though. Uh, what is it? Hello, Bitches? Um, oh, Hello, Bitches. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Pepper, we know, is also a trash fire. But <laughs> yeah, it's a straight garbage fire. It's garbage, but it's like a catchy garbage, though. That Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. You know, it's garbage. Don't get me wrong. It is garbage, but at least you can like... It's a garbage you can like mull in your mind a little bit. It does get a little bit in your mind hole. It's like the smell of gasoline. You know, some people like the smell of gasoline, myself included. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's good for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but to your point, I think the music video is definitely, like, we comment on a lot. It's just like, hey, we're YG. We like black people, and black people like us. <laughs> like, that is their entire, like... It's like, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Yeah, like even and I love G Dragon. G Dragon's one of, probably one of my favorite um, K-pop artists. Even when him and CL did that song with Skrillex, like when I mm. heard that, that Skrillex and CL were doing a song together, I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing!" And I thought it was just like, "Look, like I got my hair in a braid, and I'm you know mm. throwing out every slang, you know, slang and cuss word I can throw out, and look at all this money and cars." And I was just kind of like, I mean, there's nothing artistic about it, and it just for me, I, I mean, one. Again, it's one of those I heard twice. I was like, I'll never hear this again. But yeah, you're right. What you said is completely right of what YG's mentality thinks and how um, I think that's all they think they can connect to the American crowd. But it doesn't work, unfortunately. Actually, I have a different theory about YG does that. I think YG does that to pander to their Korean crowd. Because uh, to address your question, I think a lot of Korean people believe uh, what they see in like pop culture and the movies and music is a representation of like American culture. And so the Korean people have that mindset about American culture, about hip hop and YG is, I think, trying to match those expectations of Korean people, actually. Right. Like when Winner is in a lowrider with with black people, minorities on the side, that's not for American audiences to relate. That's for Korean audiences to be like, damn, Winner's cool. I saw that hanging out with minorities. I saw that in a music video. It must be, you know, (laughs) know, it is funny that that's, and I don't know if it's because in America, you know, it's it's the, almost like the number one entertainment when it comes to like movies and TV shows in that sense. But it's funny that you said that because well, years ago I went to Italy and we were in Rome and um, a, stop, a, a, star, a storekeeper 
he goes, hey, you know, where are you guys from? And he's like, oh, we're from California. And he's like, oh, my gosh, in California. He's like, I mm-hmm. want to go so bad. He's like an older guy, too. He's like, I want right. to go so bad. He's like, I watched that show, OC. I want to see <laughs> beautiful white women everywhere. And I was like, no, they don't look like that. They look like me. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Like I hate to break it to you, but the OC is not is not well. I guess you know in some spots it is, but I was like, well, you come to my hometown, I'm not gonna see that everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that it's one hundred percent kind of like that, um, right. and especially the hip hop scene we've talked about a lot on our podcast, which is it, they don't look up to current hip hop, right? They don't look up to future. They look up to like nineties hip hop, you know, early two thousand. Yeah, so they're kind of all wearing that style of clothing. And or like cholos or things like that, like yeah, the the, yeah. the braids and the the dreads, and it's just like the baby hair is like sticking out. Like, please stop it, guys. Mm. <laughs> or you're just straight up racist, you know, like Mama Moo, and they just go full blackface, uh. you know. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I think G Dragon did that too. Didn't he like? And he got some flack about it a few years ago. I think in 2011 or 12, maybe. Yeah. Didn't I, he like color his face black? And it was like, I mean, his intention, I guess, was good. He did it for. Um, it was some, it was a shooting that happened here, and he did it kind of as like a like a I forgot well, what standing it was with exactly. y'all kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it, it didn't go over so well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're malicious in it. You know, we say racist, but it's really just ignorance. ignorance you know, no. yeah. they just they just believe what they see through the media, and I think a lot of Americans are are kind of guilty of that as well. So yeah, the oh, yeah. the opposite is yeah. definitely true. Yeah. But all right, so that was uh, your number two. That was Romeo. Romeo. Yeah, Romeo two. without you. I don't know how we went from Romeo to uh, cultural appropriation, but let's go with my number two. <laughs> uh, my number, oh, talking about some cultural appropriation, but not in this song, but he has done it before. <laughs> uh, that's Sancheesy, the Dirty Sanchez featuring Bean Zeno. Uh, the song's called Five More Minutes. This song, I mean, it's it's just like my number three. Uh, it's a song that I can listen to and enjoy without really thinking too much about it. Like, there's nothing that really screams that I hate it. There's nothing that screams that I'm going to listen to it forever. But I do enjoy it uh, in small doses. Yes, Josh. My number two. I still can't believe these are your twos and threes. Like, I think there are much better songs, personally, that I know you've enjoyed Yeah, more. there's Henry. Yeah, <laughs> and Andrew's girlfriend. Totally, Henry. I definitely heard that song before There's, we started doing this roundtable. Yeah. Henry and and you know, Girls' Day. You know that you know everyone's yeah, favorite I day. Love Girls' Day. Girls Every day. day is Girls' Day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have you heard this song, uh, Jonathan? Uh, do you have any thoughts on 
Sanchez? To be honest with you, I, I hadn't heard it till I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you said is a good way to sum it up. Um, it's definitely not a bad song. Um, it's a song that well, another one of our kind of ratings that we do too, or thing is like it's a song that you can like chill to. It's a song that you right. can kind of put on. Like we we love to drive and we take a lot of road trips, so it's one of those songs where you can definitely put on um, the playlist, enjoy it on the you know, put the windows down, enjoy it on the drive, and just kind of chill to it. it. To me, that that's that's the criteria that song fit when I heard it. Yeah, no, same here. I I mean, ours was a little more dirty. Josh was like, I can fuck to it. But, uh, you know, the sentiment, I think, I is... Uh, I did say that, actually. You did say <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I did it. It just sounds like something I would say, though. Yeah, yeah I did say it. How dare you <laughs> say that? Oh, wait. Yeah, I did. I said <laughs> How dare you be accurate, sir? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, agree. I, I think it's a, it's a very good chill song in the background. And again, I, I don't know if there's a better representation of why this month is this month than background noise songs is number two. <laughs> no, but that's, I think, the reason why... I've, like chosen some of the songs that I've chosen, number three and number two, uh, because I think my favorite songs in March or the songs that I enjoyed the most were songs that were kind of just really good to listen to, like in the background or hearing on the street or in a coffee shop or like you said, like doing a road trip or something. And um, yeah. these are the songs that I like the most out of that kind of pool. But maybe you're right, Stephen. Maybe I do like some other songs more than these two songs, but these two songs are for sure i know trending upwards rather than trending downwards if that makes any sense no it makes sense makes yeah. sense makes sense uh, I'm, I'm gonna get you on my number two train though josh i, I keep trying to get you on this Choo-choo. train and you just refuse to just board not, it i just I, it's just not it's not mushroomy enough for me it hasn't grown on me enough yet i just think you haven't heard it enough i think this is a song that you do need to hear a, a couple of times like when the first time i heard it, i was like yeah oh, this is okay but after I heard it again, and I was like, you know, the song actually is pretty good. Like it, to me, it, it requires more than one listen to appreciate this song. A mushroom. I mean, that's all. A lot of times, Brave Sounds, you know, thing is like he's so good at boopity booping, getting in your brain hole, and you gotta listen to a couple times, much like Romeo's. Um, but yeah, my number two is uh, Brave Girls, and uh, there are two songs that were very close, very tied in my brain. But I think the better one is Memory. side one the the main single was called rollin or lolin or lolin 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 
I heard that on your other episode too about how in the, the it's hard for the Koreans to say or like your students you're saying that they can't say the R or the the R for rook, rookie and the girl tried to tell you like you were saying it wrong that's actually looky yep. like I I died that was hilarious I had another instance of that happen to me I was playing a game and we had to choose letters and they were saying uh, let's choose L just like red velvet's like looky and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, pause the game. I have to tell you something. Uh, yeah, rookie is with an R and it's not L. And he's like, but they say rookie. I was like, yeah, but <laughs> they're wrong. And I was, and I was telling he's him, he's like, all red velvet's life. Yeah. He said <laughs> it was looky. a guy too, and I was like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, red velvet. They they got a, for, uh, a foreign speaker in there too, Wendy. But uh, just trust your teacher on this one. That he's like, okay, <laughs> but you know, it's. <laughs> Just like I still have girls that will say, you know, chore up instead of cheer up. And I'm like, stop that. Dang it twice. Go. <laughs> um, anyways, brave girls. Lowland. You know, brave girls. I, uh, Lowland along. I, uh, I went with, again, you know, my style. I love brave sound. It just happens to be that brave girls is also brave sound. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, especially if we get some new listeners, you know, maybe from your podcast, which is like the reason I like brave sound is because. I'm always uh, into the song uh, whenever I hear a Brave Sound song. Okay, that, let me reword that. Uh, <laughs> when it's a good Brave Sound song, it, he does a very good job of like getting my neck groove in and my kind of like head bob in. And there's a lot of boopity boops mm. and wee woos and things that like I can sing along with. And yeah. I personally have always liked that more than say like chill songs. Like I do like chill songs. Uh, they have their place in my world. Like if I need to do some work or something chill songs are good for that like if i need it i agree with you mm-hmm. yeah if i need to edit or something but like if i want to listen to k-pop walking down the street and i want to like you know i don't know how people like walk jive down, the, down street. the street yeah i want to <laughs> i don't want to say jive but jiggity <laughs> jive and steven i want to kind of enjoy my walk home i'm going to turn on some some brave girls because mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh a lot more my style of uh of happy songs because I, I do like happy now songs. i want to I take i want to take this back to um, the music video and the dance, mm-hmm. how how did you enjoy that? Because I have a point I want to make about it. Uh, yeah, so uh, you're talking about Roland, right? Because memory, Roland, yeah, memory. I, yeah, there's there's no video, right? right. It's just a, just a song. Yeah, um, I actually had a fight with Josh. Well, not a fight, but our version of a fight, which is like I actually think it's not a not great. Like it's not like they practice nine months to stand on a a stool, <laughs> but I think like the idea of using a prop and standing on a stool and kind of gyrating is, is kind of interesting. Like I'm not a, I like props. I've never been a huge, like, like no props, you know, your feet are your props, bitch. You know, like <laughs> your body's your prop. Like I always appreciate trying to do something a little bit different. I, I do think they were very awkward and they wanted it to be sexy. And I'm not quite sure I believed them or they believed in themselves that they were super sexy. Yeah. That's my main issue. But I still think props on them for again, getting up on a stool and getting down on high heels. Like I I think that's kind of harder than Josh seems to make it out to be. Uh, I mean, it is, it is hard. I will, I will throw them like, you know, a good job for using props and doing something that looks like they would, you know, break their ankle or something. But my point is, is what you just said. Like, their aim is to be sexy, and they're not sexy. And if that's the case, then I, I can't really get behind it. You know, when I and at first when I saw, because I saw the video a few days ago, and um, when I saw the chairs, I was like, again, like, like it's kind of it's been done to death. 
you know, stools or chairs. But I, I thought that the the choreography went fine with it. And I, I thought it was it, it 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 my feeling at the end was better than my feeling at the start. Mm-hmm. And it might have mainly been because the song was good. <laughs> but I, I, that's one that I, I enjoyed. I mean, it's one that I even thought about adding to my list, but I didn't want to be like Steven's gonna think I'm copying him. So then I I didn't add it. But no, that's definitely a song that that I liked. And um and I thought the yeah music video was fine. The choreography was fine. Chairs were fine. It, it's kind of weird, but like. Some girls are pretty, are sex, are pretty, and they're not really good at being sexy. And I think actually a lot of K-pop artists are are in that pathway. Oh, I completely agree. Like some are just naturally sexier, like yeah, Kiona, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And then there are some girls that try really hard to do it, and it doesn't always quite uh, work like out. Like Sunmi, <laughs> kind of Sunmi. She's a little awkward, yeah. Even though I love Sunmi. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Brave Girls, like there are some pretty girls, and they can be sexy, but when they're kind of like awkward gyrating in front of me like maybe that's one of the reasons why i just have never liked strip clubs some of that stuff you know it can't be taught it just has to come right. kind of come naturally like, you know it's almost like a person's confidence you know just it's hard to fake it you know you kind of have to kind of already have it totally agree and yeah. weirdly like i think the same thing goes for rap even though a lot of k-pop groups have a rapper a lot of them were just they're not naturally rappers. They're just they ta- they <laughs> yeah. probably practice for ten hours and it came out shitty. Yeah, maybe it's more apparent for like the Western audience to kind of point out like kind of confidence cues. Like for us, like us three, we can look at this Brave Girls music video and we can say, "Oh yeah, it really feels like they're trying. And it's not natural for yeah. them." But I'm sure a bunch of Korean like dudes, especially, are just like, "Oh yeah, they're really sexy." Like. That's true. That's true. So it really just depends on the audience and who's kind of viewing it. But for us, I guess it, this kind of song, it does seem a little bit too tryhardy. I'm guessing. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But yeah, let's talk about something else that you love. What's your number one for the month of March, Jonathan? Number one. Okay, so <clears throat> story behind this one too, like all my stuff, is day six is how can I. a day six fan but i'm pretty critical of day six and i guess it's because day six is performing a craft that i hold dear to my heart dear to my heart is k-pop on the other side of my heart it's rock rock and roll and i love rock and roll and i think um day six does a fantastic job 
but I have been a little bit disappointed in some of their songs. Um, I, I love Congratulations, and I love that entire album. The album after that one I thought was okay. Like I didn't li- love it as much as I loved the the first one, and I enjoyed I Wait. I wasn't I didn't love it. I bought it, but I wasn't like in love with it. I enjoyed it. There's certain parts in it. There were certain parts leading up to the chorus that I could have done without. But I do love the end of it where it had that like that long jamming solo. So for me, um, how can I? I think how can I's biggest sin is it almost sounds identical to I Wait. They're very similar songs. But I feel that how can I? It kind of fixes some of the issues that I had with I Wait. And I really enjoyed it. I was kind of fearful that uh, Young K's lyrics were going to get kind of stale because all the songs, the lyrics are almost very similar in, in the story that they're telling. Uh, but I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, one other point that I really enjoyed a lot too is majority of Day 6 songs, they start off with Jay. Jay's the one who kind of kicks the song off for the majority of them. And uh, One Pill, or One Pill, he's, you know, he's always kind of like, uh, follows him. So I kind of enjoyed that with How Can I... One uh, Peel is the one who kicks the song off, and then they save Jay for the chorus, which I thought was really cool, because the other songs of Day 6 isn't really like that. So this is a song, to me, is one of their most complete rock songs, and that's why I really enjoy this one a lot. Interesting. Because um, I, I, you know, I think you're definitely m- way more into Day 6 uh, than, than we are, although I actually have enjoyed most of Day 6 songs. Yeah. Um, even their, you know, the first one, I, I actually really like uh, I'll Wait. Um, and I had the kind of the opposite feeling, which was like, it's like same feeling, but opposite, which is it, this song did sound very similar to I'll Wait. Yeah. But I liked I'll Wait more than this one. I, I mean, there's there's certain aspects I liked of, of I Wait better. Mm. But I think for me overall was was this one. That's for me. I don't think it's a bad song at all. Like I, mm. you know, specifically we were talking about CM Blue last episode. And like, I really like Day 6 because I like hearing the instruments. I like feeling like they're yeah. an actual band that actually plays and and i've always liked that definitely um, more rock than pop yeah yeah as josh said and you know i i fully understand uh everything you said but my heart is like maybe i just heard i'll wait way more you know maybe i i definitely yeah. need to download this because you picked it I'm, i think i'll definitely download this and uh give it a little bit more i'd recommend it i mean it's your number one song from march so <laughs> The number of my number one song for March, yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned um, CM Blue because that was kind of my debate for Disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. CM Blue is a group that I actually liked a lot in, in their first like inception. Uh, but to me, they're kind of like, I feel like I've lost, ever since Cinderella came out, which I think was last year or two years ago, like ever since then, everything that they've kind of come out after that, like I have not, I couldn't, I've not been able to, to connect to it. Like I connected to some of their older songs. And the one that they did for March, like I wanted to connect to it so bad and I could not do it. Yeah. I mean, I think we we talked about it just because that episode had just had nothing else going for it. And like I kind of enjoyed that that CM Blue song. I think it's called what, Between Us um, yeah. for what it kind of is. But it still was like the most poppiest electronic song I've heard in a long time from, from CM Blue, I think. You wouldn't know they were playing instruments unless you like saw them playing instruments kind of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Side point about CM Blue, though, if you ever see them live, they are fantastic performers. Mm. They're good. Well, then that's sad yeah. if you think about it like that because I think a lot of their songs, they kind of have this image of being more of an idol 
rock group rather than an actual yeah. rock. Uh, excuse me, an actual rock group. And it's good. I mean, we the thing is, we know that they can play instruments. Hmm. Like, they're not. It's, it's very obvious that they're not faking it. Like you know, say Aoi Black Moya is like a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the emotions, hey, right? They can technically supposedly. Oh boy, supposedly. Oh yeah, they were, then they start off as a rock group. Aoi, they did. Uh, yeah, they did. but that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's because I think their their brother group is Led Apple. No, they're the Led same a- company as. FNC, what's FNC's FD group? FT Island. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. F is FT Island. N is. Wonder Girls did instruments also. They yeah. did. Yeah, but it was like the most basic, basic kind of like day six goes fucking hard. Yeah, they're like basic, day six like eh, they're like they're gonna get you know like an actual rock group, and that, I think that's what I really like about day six in general. Even though I don't think I've liked their songs as much as either of you. I really can appreciate that you know they're playing their instruments. They're very much a rock band, but they sometimes really remind me of kind of too J rocky sometimes and like anime rock, which I can't sometimes take too seriously, and I can't really mm. get behind unless I'm really into anime itself. See, for me, that's part of the reason why I like Day Six so much because mm. I like that whole anime like feel to it. Especially I wait. Don't get me wrong, I like I wait a lot. But that's kind of the reason why I loved I Wait is because it reminded me of like that anime intro and all that, you know? Well, I right. think if if that's not in an anime intro, like in the next that's year, like that's a crime. That's, a that's crime. such a perfect <laughs> anime intro song. No, definitely. All right. So that's day six. How can I uh, from Jonathan? Number one, Josh. What's your number one? So Steven and I kind of share number ones, even though Steven's is a little bit different. Uh, my number one is Pristine's Wee Woo. critical things to say about this when we talked about it on the podcast but it i think is and it has to be my favorite song of march just because there's so many elements in it that keep the song going along and for i can't, it's really adhd friendly and what i mean by that is that you never really get too deep or, or bored of one thing until and then another thing kind of happens and another thing kind of happens but some of those things are certain things you don't want like breakdowns and weird agoe nasal things but majority of it is good and it's really really catchy in those parts that are good so i mean that's why it's my number one no i i, I would agree I, it's definitely the best song for me mainly because it's the only song of all the songs that i've listened to this month that i can recall off the top of my head um like in its catchiness 
Like I find myself singing this song when I'm when I'm pooping or when I'm like in the shower. Yeah. Um, like there are a lot of times where I'm just like, you know, singing kind of sound bites of this song, you know. Um, mm. Even the terrible parts of the song, I find like you're myself. You're my superhero. Yeah, like you're my superhero. Like I, it's terrible, but catchy. But it's in but my some head. terrible can be good. You know, some terrible yeah. can be yeah. so bad it's good. I, I kind of wish they weren't in the same song together. But um, <laughs> overall, this is definitely the catchiest song. I, I don't know if it's the best song per se, but it is right. the catchiest song. And for me, I. That's the whole reason I listen to K-pop in general. I, I think the choreography is definitely one of the best out of all the songs that came out. Yeah, it's definitely the, I think, more classic kind of K-pop choreography yeah. where they have a definite point kind of dance. And it's very... Very mimicable. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. very easy to point out. Like, if you sing the chorus, if you say, like, we we like, immediately you'll be thinking of that move. And, right. you know, a lot of groups have that and a lot of groups don't. And it can be bad sometimes if it doesn't hit, but I think it was a hit this time, like you were saying. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. specifically comparing it to, well, should I bring this up? Well, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Uh, I think the the dance was way better than um, a Knock Knock. Like I actually think Knock Knock mm. twice has been amazing at making point dances previously oh, really? to yeah. this. And I actually yeah. think Knock Knock's is kind of busy and not as fun and interesting i mean it's just literally just knocking yeah um yeah and i think pristine's uh was, was much better and i actually well, I, oh go ahead go ahead i don't know i'll go i was gonna say that i i appreciate the the originality of of them like not necessarily the knock knock part but the part of where they're like holding hands and they're acting like they're like doors and windows and all that mm. i appreciate that part of it like the framing um, but i will say that i think the technique and and um the the rhythm and um, the complexity of um, Wee Woo is more superior as to say than what Knock Knock was. And and I also think that although I do uh, remember uh, hearing you say that you did like uh, Knock Knock's video, we are both on record thinking that's kind of a trash trash pile of, of a video. <laughs> Very um, poor. And video. I, yeah. I appreciate the stop motion. I liked that. Mm. See, for us, that was the worst part. It was like, <laughs> oh no, stop doing it. You have money. You it don't was something have to different. Do. I mean, you gotta you gotta appreciate you know different things. I mean, especially in K-pop, things can become so stale because you're you're watching the same thing over and over again, just a different name, you know. But that's why I appreciate the stop motion. I was like, oh, that's different. You know, it reminds me of like Disney, and I liked it. <laughs> So the thing with that specifically is it's not that I don't like stop motion. It's mm -hmm. like I thought they did it poorly. Like I actually thought oh, the okay. actual effect like when you put it that way, I can make, I think, a better stop motion than what they did. Like it looked really janky to me, like really rushed and really um, it's like they didn't have enough time to set up a really good uh, stop motion. No, I heard your I heard your episode, and one one and I think we, we talked about this off air. But one thing that I pre I, I didn't realize until you said it. Um, is you're completely right in the sense that the quality and the production of that video, when you compare it to the ones that came out before, is very low. Like it is. I mean, there's a lot, um, there's special effects that kind of happen in the other videos. There's a lot of people, there's zombies and, you know, the other ones. And yeah, you can tell. Like you made me think about that after I heard your episode. I was like, yeah, that's, that's right. That's true. Like the quality, I mean, it wasn't that difficult. They're on what, probably one soundstage. And, you know, our two sound stages with the outside and the inside. 
And that's all it was. Even like some of the dance moves were the same in the sense, you know, when they were coming down the stairs, it kind of did the callback to TT, right. you know, and then you know, that's, that's basically all it was. And that's not to say you can't like it, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, you can, you can both find it cheaper made, but you can still like it, right? That's, yeah. that's totally fine. Yeah. And um, I think that's like the kind of charming point uh, of why people like stop motion is that it, it is one of very kind of, I don't want to say cheap, but it is a very like cost effective uh, kind of tool to make something interesting. And for me, if stop motion is done correctly or kind of in a more charming way where there's something like interesting about it, then I could get behind it. But in this, they're, they're just using stop motion to just kind of chop things up. And that was kind of my issue. But I think to your, uh, I think I heard in your podcast, like I do think that the stop motion matches really well with the beginning part like i fully understand where the director was like you know what would be awesome here like stop motion some stop motion (laughs) um but i just don't really think it was uh handled super well didn't hit the mark because it was less stop motion more just like frame chopping it was just like yeah like like stuttering yeah yeah Yeah. just frame chopping yeah because like in my head you know stop motion is like you know when the in those videos where some dudes like jumping every and they take a picture every time they jump and they're kind of like they're floating across a, across a, a, the scene, you know, like that to me is like real stop motion. And this was more like wannabe maybe stop motion. I don't know. Yeah. They didn't use any of the good effects for stop motion. Anyways, not to kn- knock on knock. knock. Yeah, right, That's right, not right, the right. point. The point is just. <laughs> don't the, knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Don't or knock, 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 knock off the knocking of the knock, knock. <laughs> I, I do really like the uh the wii u music video i thought the music video mm-hmm. i mean it yeah. was pretty generic in, in what it wanted to do right yeah. um but i think of the things that it did it it took a lot from like ua uh Ua's music video where there's longer takes um you know each person does get their own for the most part kind of mm-hmm. own scene although some girls don't definitely get shafted oh yeah i think the girls looked interesting the girls look pretty and they, they, were, they seemed interesting you know yeah um, and there's still misses, you know, like I didn't like the uh, Girl Scout outfit too much. I didn't like the uh, the unbalance, you know, even though I, give me some Nayang all day, every day. Like, that's totally fine. But it was a little unbalanced uh, to certain produce members. You know, it's it's interesting now that you mention uh, that it's very, very similar to like Ua. I, I just can't get that out of my mind. Like in like Ua, they have this one really long almost like one shoddy take and they have that in Wii U as well. They have these individual scenes for each member kind of like panning one too long and they're really long takes. I think the directing style for both of these music videos are actually very similar now that I think about it. I still think Laguwa is better um, because I think it's way more even. Uh, The long take is much longer and actually much better I think at uh, letting you get to see every member. But you know when you compare this pristine Wii U video to like Girls Day's video you know, we made this comparison too, which is like Girls Day's video had like eight million cuts, a billion cuts. Like, like these are some of the prettiest girls that that could possibly be, and they just cut so much. I just want to see their beautifulness. Yeah, this you wouldn't know that they were beautiful with how many cuts they're doing. Right. Um. So, so I think Pristine uh, did a good job in that sense. Um, yeah, I agree. Good choice. Cool. Well, uh, the last part uh, of the podcast, which normally the beginning part is all happiness. Normally, that was the plan when we were when I was thinking of the format. Um, I didn't want to balance it out with the song that we were most disappointed with. 
Um, although we've been saying a lot of disappointments <laughs> already. <laughs> oh, before we do that, do you want to talk about that pristine B side that you were mentioning to me? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. There's I, you marked. Uh, I saw you put some another name on there. I did, I did. So uh, Wii U is, is great, and I, I do like Wii U. Um, pristine has a B side song called Running. think is mm. almost tied to me with Wii Woo. Wii Woo Wii Woo Wii Woo. It's not as catchy, I, I think, as Wii Woo, but I think it the overall quality is more consistent um, because, as we know, Wii Woo has you know some some dips in some there. Dips in there, and I think overall, I actually was telling Josh earlier that it actually really sounds like a song that Twice could totally sing. Like I could totally see this on a Twice B side um, somewhere, and, and I think it's actually a pretty dang good song like i actually almost was my number one um hmm. because i really did like this so if you've never heard it i think you should give it yeah, a chance I haven't heard it um it's called running i know there's another song that other people like it's called i think black widow um from pristine it's a b-side song i i hated it i, I hated it <laughs> but like Ooh. it's a very fierce song a lot more mm. a lot more fierce and i think that's kind of rare in the k-pop world um and I think I saw I was looking up other K-pop podcasts, and uh, some of them were were praising it. Do they say we are Pristin? Hmm. <laughs> they don't. Okay. They don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, give Running a chance. Also, give you know the Brave Girls B-side song a chance. Memory. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check those out. Longtime listeners know I f- I never listen to B-side songs. Never ever. listen to the album. Never ever ever. And I I think I was just I needed more songs this month. So I started listening to some B-side songs, and um, I found two of them that were pretty good. So, Have you checked out any B-sides to Girls' Day? Because I, I remember I read an article about how they didn't write I'll Be Yours, but I guess th- all the girls wrote all the other songs. Did oh, you ever really? check Did you check any of those out? I have not checked any of them out. Is there anyone that, you, that you've listened to that you want to recommend? No. <laughs> 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 I've listened to Thirsty. And I've listened to, I think it's called A Love Lost or Love Like That. Love something. I don't know. Um, it starts off really good. I was like, wow. Like, he had he's leading it. I thought it sounded great. And then it just, it, 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 it takes you to a note in the beginning. 
and it never leaves. Mm. Like it's just like the first thing it gives you in the in the front is all the way to the end. Like the song never elevates in any form. So I just was just curious if you if you heard any of those because I was reading an article online where they're just like, oh my god, this album's fantastic. The girls wrote their own songs and all like it was like they're hyping it up so much. And I listened to two of them and I was like, eh, nothing nothing special for me. Did they really like? Uh, okay, sometimes people say they write their own songs, but they specific they mean they wrote the lyrics. But some other dude really did all the heavy work. Uh, do you know if they actually legitimately got in the producing studio and made their own songs? I doubt it. It was an article. I don't. I don't want to say where I read the article. But, <laughs> yeah, they're like they they say like oh they didn't they didn't do anything with I'll be yours, but like all the other songs they wrote them and and this and that and all about it. And I was like oh cool, so maybe it's good and. I checked it out and I was like, I wanted to like them. It's like one of those where I was very optimistic and I was just like, eh, no. Because it was one of those I was debating to put on my list, but no. They, they, they couldn't knock off Henry. I, when you say a girl group that's going to produce their own music, I would have never in my life thought Girls Day. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's kind of interesting that uh, they did. I'll definitely look, give it a shot anyway, just because I'm kind of interested in hearing uh, this song that you're talking about. Um, yeah, check out Thirsty. Yeah, it's it's just like how the title sounds. So okay, okay, all right. After this phase, we gotta go listen to it. Yeah, um, I you know, before then we get to disappointments. Like, because we brought it up, did you like the Girls' Day new song? Because I I faintly recall you saying that you did enjoy it a decent amount. Or maybe I'm crazy. Um, you know, I liked it. I liked it in the pretense that it reminded me of their older music and reminded me of of not the modern trend, but it just reminded me of of, of the past, and and that's what I liked about it. I mean, I liked Mina a lot. Mina, you know, Mina was really. I mean, I, I appreciate her voice. I feel that she didn't get enough to kind of showcase herself. And then Hedy was kind of you know they, they they sprinkle her in the beginning and they kind of sprinkle her at the end and that was it. Um, but I mean, overall, I thought the song was fine. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think I liked it enough to buy it. Mm. And I might have said, I might have said that. I might have said, I'm not trying to remember what I even said on my podcast if I said I would buy it. But after hearing it a few more times, because I, I wanted to put it on the list, but it's one of those where it had the opposite effect with me. The first time I heard it, I liked it. But the more I kept hearing it, I was like, eh, it's not really that good. It doesn't really stick with me the whole lot. So, I mean, I mean, I would give it a six, you know? I wouldn't buy. I don't, and I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, like when we talk about how good Pristine's, you know, differentiating, and how the a lot of girl groups nowadays, right, are are doing the the good old separate each person into their own scene. Like, no, not not this one. This one was no, like, no, if you no. didn't know who these girls were, you, good, good luck. luck, good luck. Like, this is what those YouTube comments are made for, which is like, yo, help me guys, which member's which? And I need at, a timestamp, please. timestamp no. 312, exactly. who's this member? Yeah. No, exactly. And that's why Hedy stood out to me just because I know who she is and mm-hmm. she's always one I pay attention to. Mina stood out to me. But other than that, the the other two or three, <laughs> kind of just, it, was, it was just kind of all blurred together. I was like, who? Wait, there's seven like, members of the girls chair. Girls. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's seven members, one for each week, one for each day of the week. Seven members. Yeah, yeah. It's Monday, Tuesday, Heady Day. <laughs> every because every day is Girls' Day. Every day is yeah. Girls' Day. Every day. Um, all right. Well, then let's get to it. Um, the most disappointed song. We all magically uh, picked the same song. Uh, this was yeah. not. Uh, we did not plan this. We were all going to pick different songs. We all picked it. We all picked our list separately. Yeah, um, yeah. but they all ended out to be the same. So- 
you go first you're our guest what song is it thank you first i want to start off by saying that i am a you know i was a casual fan of of g friend you know i liked when they first came out you know Magustas do you know it was a good song um it was a decent song and they, they obviously got my attention when you you know saw those clips of the poor girl sin be like falling like crazy you know that one whole rain disaster and we saw them live and the the our, one of our biggest things when we talked about them was that they kind of have you know that whole innocent vibe and, and that's kind of what they're in and and you know they kind of came around around the same time as Twice and there was kind of like a small little rivalry but you know nothing ever kind of came to fruition with that. So with this song, I had heard that they had a new concept and it was going to be brand new and that they were going to be sexy and it was going to be this and that. And see, I'm a person where and my my listeners know this about me. I love. Anything that has that gives honor to like the 80s. I love anything that has to do like 80s feel, 80s vibe, anything like that. And I guess you could argue this song is trying to be vintage, so to speak, and kind of give that old school vibe of like, you know, an 80s track. Like funky. But my God, yeah, funky. But my God, is this song, I've never heard a song that is trying so hard to be memorable, not be memorable whatsoever i mean besides the finger deep i can't tell you anything else about the song and i've heard it i'm not kidding you i've heard this song like six times because i own i want to like it like my family likes it and my my kim kimmy doesn't my wife doesn't really care too much about it but i'm like okay this song sounds like the 80s it has that funk to it i like sinbi like i want to like this song so i've heard it at least six seven times and for the life of me i cannot get into this song whatsoever I mean, I I'm there. We're there. I think we're all in the I, same boat, I'm man. With you, man. <laughs> like I love. I mean, I we used to talk about how much we love G Friend. I mean, I don't think for me G Friend has ever made a bad title song. Like no. I have no. liked or loved uh, most of them. Um, yeah, I think probably the first one is probably the weakest one, but still, Anal Beat is a is a good song. I, I class beat. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> might not know what we're talking about. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Anal Beat. Um, <laughs> And so, like, you know, for a time, like, G-Friend was, like, rocketing in popularity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, then they kind of got, then they kind of took a break, which uh, hurt them a lot. Yeah, it did and, them more harm than good. And now, they, and then they were, like, all fingertip. Oh, it also shares the same name as Josh and I's favorite song of last year, or almost shares almost. the same name. Found an S. And, like, it's kind of, why would they do that, too? You know, come with another yeah. title similar to, it's like, 
Like that's not helping their cause. Yeah, it it's crazy to me. Like we were going to shoot a whole video about that, but we were lazy about like, <laughs> like why would you name like? Sure, there are many K-pop songs with the same name, but usually they come uh, like years after each other, or they're in totally different genres, right? But like, this is a girl group singing fingertips and a girl group singing fingertip, and in Korean they didn't change any of that. So like, what do y'all think? Come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, and the thing with, with G-Friend is I think we liked all of their older songs because it does have this kind of 80s retro feel to it with, like, the electric guitar. Yeah. They always have this kind of, like... No, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, but, like, like wowy kind of, you know, guitar sounds. And I was looking forward to what they could do besides that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, G-Friend, they're going to come out with a different concept. They're going to try to be sexy. Like, they were trying to change so many things at once that you can't really help but to be kind of you know excited for it and when it came out and it and they didn't really change so much like they're trying to do sexy but it didn't really work and they're trying to like deviate from this this kind of 80s almost 90s rock kind of sound into this weird cheesy funk i i would call it yes it it, it just didn't hit the mark for me and that's why i was really really disappointed actually yeah, it's definitely not the worst song. Like, there's a reason we're not calling this the worst song of the, the month, you know? Mm-hmm. No. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I think if their goal was, because uh, I didn't follow any of their pre, you know, pre-hype and stuff. I never do. Like right. teasers and stuff. Um, so, like, if their goal was to make a significantly different sound, I'm not quite sure. I don't understand why they chose the same producer. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to go for a totally different sound. Get like, a new team. Get a new team. Yeah. Like this really did sound like the same producer who has the same inclinations fighting against themselves to make a different sound and it not working well. Um, right. Like he put on glasses. He's like, I'm Clark Kent now. You know, like nobody <laughs> believes you, friend. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, there are a lot of hold stills from their previous songs, right? Like it does still has those like the breaks and it still has the guitars, but they wanted to use it a little differently. And I don't think that differently was the was great. Um, no, and as you said, like, there's really nothing that catchy about this song, like, for for bad reasons or, or good reasons. Like, I, honestly, I can't even. Oh, this is the song that's like dun 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 dun, yeah, which I think sounds like a High School Musical song, and that's the reason why I remember it. Which Josh doesn't agree with me, but it sounds like a High School Musical song where it's like, I mean, it's one of those where it's like annoying, catchy. You know, it's like it kind of annoys you. And I mean, like I said, the whole thing that's most memorable is that the fingertip part, which it it's, it it kind of it annoys me, but it's like it does stick with you. But it's not. It to me, it's not a good stick. <laughs> you know, it's like a bad stick. It's like one of those where I want to forget it, but it's still kind of there. So actually, I've I have no idea what uh, what part you're talking about. That's how little <laughs> I've heard this song. I think they go tang 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 fingertip. Oh, is it tang 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 fingertip? But it was like the music video was so bizarre too. It's like they're on space and and they were um, oh and then they have these like odd like dance breaks. I don't know. It's like I wanted to like it. I mean, it just the dance was so different too. It just just to me like nothing was cohesive enough to work. Like right. it just it just nothing meshed. Nothing was cohesive. It just I don't know. It's, it's perfectly like you said. I, I really appreciate actually what you said. It's it's not the worst song. It isn't that it's a bad song. It's it's disappointing because with G Friend, they're not like a rookie group. They've had a few songs already. Uh, we you know I think they have a a, a caliber that people were expecting, 
and it was something new and it, it just it didn't land it didn't land at all did you um by chance watch a choreography video you know what i did not watch a choreography video but i did watch a few live performances mm. and i and i the it the feeling of the live performance and the video were different for me because mm. i felt like in the um, live performance you could see more of the dance and you could right. see more of like how their formation was and i appreciated that like i was like okay i liked how they're they're um, using their their formation as a group and the dance that they had but at that point i'm like i'm like you lost me still like you're, this isn't going to win me back yeah, no, uh, that uh, that's exactly how we felt because we were mentioning that, you know, what do we know of G-Friend? Like, they're most famous, not for their songs, really. They're most famous for their choreography. Knife-like choreography. Yeah, their knife-like choreography. And the other videos did a good job of showing off their choreography, but this right. one did a terrible job of showing off their choreography. Show the worst parts. Yeah, to the point where we were like, this choreography sucks. But then I looked <laughs> up a choreography video and it was like, oh, wait, like a lot of the G-Friend points are still there. Like the choreography actually is not is pretty cool. It's just yeah. whoever directed the video was like, no, pink farts are way more important. Like esoteric. <laughs> well, then they like they got the girls on like they're driving a car, and I I forgot which girl it was, but I was making the joke. I'm like, this like she the way she's holding that steering wheel. Like I guarantee you, she has never driven a car in her life. Yeah, you know, because she's just like she's very she's not even at ten and twelve. She's like at eleven and twelve. You know, she's like holding it right there. And I don't know, like it's I, I guess that's like nitpicking. But it just this just kind of just shows my express of how I just did not enjoy this video at all. Uh, I do have a question, uh, Jonathan, just because, you know, uh, we're kind of an outlier, I think, in the uh, K-pop scene, especially podcast scene, looking through some of the other podcasts. Is that like we both really, really dislike these kinds of music videos, the um, symbolic, these like... Um, kind of storyboarded videos uh, we were just wondering what uh do you normally like these kinds of videos or or, or not because i think we're the weird ones and we actually mm-hmm. really don't like them while for example other podcasts have entire podcasts dedicated to analyzing like a music God video sevens, or trilo- you know music yeah. videos or bts oh, videos for example you know yeah. you know it's funny that you mentioned that a lot of my earlier episodes are very experimental mm-hmm. and we try to do that Mm-hmm. And it got in and it's one of those things where I, you know, I wanted to I wanted to differentiate myself in like the podcasting with that and try to do that. But I, I came to the realization that there re- there isn't really a whole lot of sim- I mean, there is some some symbolism and then some, some stuff that is symbolic. But I, I just kind of came to one realization one day where I'm like, I think they just throw a whole bunch of stuff together. And that's basically what it is. And we're right here trying to connect A to B to Z and, and it just doesn't work. Um, I mean, I, I mean, if, if a music video has a story to tell, like I'll, I appreciate it and I'll, and I'll, you know, and I, I appreciate, especially like if sometimes they'll have a like continuity where one music video will be a continuation of like another music video and there's like connect the dots, you know, I kind of like all that stuff, but to, uh, to analyze it and, and to that degree, like that's something that no, like I don't, like I don't, like, I almost wanted to do that with BTS's early music videos, but it got to a point where it's like I don't even think that there really is, there really is anything like to connect, you know, like mm-hmm. like I think they're just kind of they kind of have something that they're gonna they have, but there's not a huge connection between the videos that 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 they have out. There's like three videos that they have or four, including like one of their prologues where 
it's supposed to kind of tell this like big story, right? And we tr- one time we tried to connect it all and to have the, to analyze it. I guess one like one of my um, co-hosts she still plans to, but um, yeah. So answer, long story short, like I, I guess I appreciate it, but it's some. I mean, it just sometimes I feel like they just kind of throw it on the wall and and that it is what it is. Okay, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, not that either way is bad or anything. Uh, I just ask because yeah, because BTS is probably most known for that, you know, like having interconnecting very symbolic story yeah. uh, stories and things like that. So um. yeah, I think it just really comes down to like how you view music videos and what the purpose of them is for. I mean, I think Stephen and I we really feel music videos are more of a showcase for like you know the. The, the theme or the style of the song or like the choreography or just you know cute members or whatever and rather than you know we don't look at music videos like a book you know we're not we're not looking for you know connecting you know allegories and like things like easter that. eggs mm-hmm. and things like yeah that. so i think most people are not like us when they look at music videos when they look at music videos they want to draw more out of it they want to kind of Give themselves something it's like mystery. Well, in the in the in the sense of BTS, like with like for us or, or for me, I kind of stopped trying to like figure out like who died. Was it Jin that died or <laughs> they died? I'm not sure if you guys know what we're talking about. But for me, it kind of came it, it kind of came to a point where it's it's more of I think they're trying to tell a point in their life of of their growth that they have, and I kind of more like summed it up into. You know, this is about innocence lost. This is about, you know, um, acceptance. This is about, you know, going to the next stage of your life. So for me, I kind of, instead of trying to find all the little symbolism in it for me, like that's why I just kind of took it as, is each BTS album and each BTS song is just a, a stage in their life. Mm-hmm. Like each one is, is very symbolic of their their youth because a lot of them are in their early 20s and still like teens. You know, they're kind of going through that through that trend. Um, I know we have another. Why are you looking at me so mad? Kimmy, <laughs> she actually has a planned episode where she's gonna like break down every sorry Kimmy. every like anal like she's gonna analyze every you know like analyze. she's gonna analyze every like flower petal and everything. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people look at them like books. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's totally cool because you know there's a lot. Trust me, and I'm sure you guys know there's people dedicated like YouTube channels to mm-hmm. breaking these things down and analyzing it. And I have total respect for it. And I'll, I'll sit down and watch it just to, you know, to see like if I, just to see if I thought that same thing when my, when I initially saw it. Right. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I'll do my job, which is I'll be the less PC one, which is like, I, I feel like that idea is fine. As long as the people doing them understand that, it's kind of for fun thing, like a for, for a funsy thing. It's like up to interpretation kind of thing. Um, right. I don't really like it when people are like they're fucking geniuses and <laughs> like they pre-plan all of this shit from. I'm like, number one, I don't believe any of the BTS members. Sorry, actually planned the music video. I think some other person, no. yeah. some music producer or director, probably did all that stuff. Well, see, it's funny that you mentioned that, and I agree with you. I think that they they I need you they 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 told a story with I need you and they saw how much the fan reaction was and how people were like oh my god like like what is it trying to tell and what happened and then they did this prologue where they had another song called butterfly and it's even, it was weird because 
at the end of that song, they actually like a week later they edited it and they cut a part out because I think it was it was um, insinuating something else or telling a different story that they didn't want. So they actually took a scene out of the music video in general. And then with Run that came afterwards, it's like I feel like they're just kind of like, well, let's just like, keep adding to this. Like I don't think there was anything that was pre-planned, like a master plan. I don't think they have a huge like whiteboard where it's like we're starting off with I need you and this happens and then we're going to add this one to that one. And I think what really made me feel that way is when Wings came out. Because I felt that Wings, in no shape or form, should have connected to the I need you and to the run. But they tried to, like, shoehorn it in there. So, I mean, I guess in some aspect you can't connect it all. But I feel that it's just kind of like, why? (laughs) There really is no need to. But I just feel like, kind of like you said, that they're they're just trying to, you know, make the fans, like, you know, do these things where they are trying to break it all down. Because they are trying to, like, seep this connection between all of them. Right. It's like it's one of the I mean, me personally, I've always hated English class because I abs. Uh, there's actually a Reddit post somewhere where like maybe a, uh, a couple of decades ago, uh, a student who was tired of like having to to analyze stories actually wrote a letter to like 20 or 30 of the biggest authors uh, back in the day and was like, we learned this in class that when you made this carpet red, you are actually symbolizing symbolizing anger and blah, blah, blah. And like, it was really interesting hearing back from all these authors and like some of them legitimately were like, that's exactly what I thought. Like I, I colored this, this, and I made this, this because of this exact symbolism. And the other half were like, yo, I just picked a color, yo. Like I just, (laughs) I just picked a color and you guys need to stop analyzing that shit. Right. Like some writers are like JK Rowling and she's very symbolic. Crazy symbolic. Every, Very detailed. Everything that she picks means something else. Um, and then there right. are some other writers that we probably study that maybe Homer or whoever wrote the Odyssey or whatever was just like just writing a fucking story. Maybe yeah, maybe he wrote story. it. Maybe he just wrote it to get girls. Yeah, Who maybe knows? he wanted some <laughs> poon. Yeah. Um, I will say this just to go back to BTS is when we went to the concert though, they did try to tie everything up together. They had a, at the end of the concert. They had like a script of these things coming on stage, um, like a, like a monitor, and it said how it tried to like connect it all. So I guess mm-hmm. I was kind of then trying to be like, look, we're kind of like wrapping up this story because right. at the concert they said that they're like it's not going to be like Red Bullet. They're going to move on to something else. So I'm assuming moving forward, this whole connection to all this is going to end. I think they're going to have their own. It's going to be a whole new probably thing they're going to connect to. But yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to add that for them. I mean, here's my issue, I guess, with that is that it's like Stephen was saying, it's fine if you want to do that and you find like meaning in doing that or enjoyment. But it's it's very different because a lot of people take it as like law. Like, you know, this means this. It's 100% true. It's law. Like they're not really open to interpretation. It's all subjective. Yeah, yeah thing right. about it, All that stuff is subjective and it's all, it's open to interpretation. And I, and I think I'm really pessimistic about it. Cause like what's, what Steven was saying or what you were saying about like being the creative, like a creative director was like kind of pushing it. Like each member of the group, they don't all share the same sentiment about this time in their life, you know? So it's hard for right. me to believe that this is an accurate representation of like, you know, exactly what they're feeling like it could be generally what this creative director is like looking at them and like who spent time with them and say like oh these guys look like they're going through you know like growing up and becoming adults so i'm gonna do something like that rather than 
I'm going to interview each member to see how they feel and make a music video over that. You know, like it's really hard for me to believe that that's the case. Right. I was thinking something and then I, I like fell asleep in the middle of you talking, Joy. Sorry, I'm so boring, <laughs> Steven. <laughs> no, it wasn't because of you. It wasn't because of you. Um, no, like I, to bring it back home, the, the reason I'm mentioning this just because Fingertip was one of those videos where they try to be a little bit more symbolic and have a meaning and a story. Um, and instead well, they lost of just me in translation, yeah, instead of just dance, cute girls <laughs> dancing, fresh, which I love, they try to. It reminded me of Hoot. Did it remind you guys of Hoot at all? A little bit, yeah, with the hats and like the kind of the leathery outfits. Yeah, yeah, and that's the now. Issue. How 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 big a fan are you guys of um, BTS? Because I remember hearing an old episode uh-huh. of you guys a long time ago when I when I, and it and it kind of goes back to when I mentioned how. Uh, when I was listening to looking for K-pop podcast, I remember one of the first episodes I heard of you guys. You guys were uh, dissing uh, Rap Monster because of his fingers. <laughs> you know, because he wrapped with his hands. Rap hands yeah. It was in dope. So, are you guys? I mean, that was then. I mean, are you guys? Can you consider yourselves now BTS fans, or you still kind of feel the same? Yeah, we BTS has done the biggest 180 for us in terms of like boy groups or any group actually. Uh, because before, earlier on in, in BTS's like kind of lifespan, we were really harsh on them for being like really generic and too tryhardy, and the How music wasn't yeah the music wasn't like catchy enough for us. But then all of a sudden they started putting out songs that we enjoyed, like one after another after another. And before like the choreography was like good, but it didn't really like stand out to us. And then we were like, man, you know they can dance, and they really kind of you know, impressed us to a point where we're just like, oh, why can't these guys be like BTS? Or they're just trying to be like BTS. Like BTS became was originally our joke, and then it became our standard. Like yeah. how funny that is. And they still are, you know, despite, you know, things that we say, they still are kind of the go- the golden standard for, for boy groups right boy now. Groups. I mean, I've said on many occasions, like Joro is the best music video um, I have ever seen. Like I think including girl groups like i legitimately think like that music video was was amazing which music video dope, dope. English oh dope. Oh, dope. I said jodo i was like what's jodo like did i miss the, it's the korean uh title for it. jodo yeah Man. oh really yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean it, it kind of translates to something that's really cool like dope yeah yeah um like that was really the big turning point I oh think, that's my like gateway drug to get people into k-pop is dope like yeah. i've gotten mm-hmm. so many people into k-pop because of dope, like I'll show it to them, like, hey, you like, like you like music, <laughs> and I'll show it to them, and that's how I've gotten a lot of people. I mean, it's such, a, I mean, great video, great dance. Because it, it does, exa- it does exactly what K-pop music is kind of famous for. It like does all those yeah. things really, really well. Yeah, cute people dancing. Dance. I mean, it's a one shot, and I, l- I love like costumes, nah, cool I love music video, too. catchy song. Like, yeah, you don't need to know their names. You're like, police dude, hot. You know, yeah. a doctor dude, <laughs> hot, you know, guy with that purple hair, yeah. hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, you don't think too much. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, definitely, as Josh says, they're the most 180 I think we've ever had um, because I, I'm na- we're naturally both biased against boy groups. I mean, we know that. And I'm mm-hmm. very, very biased against Ripity Rap Hands. I hate 
like, yo, we we rap, we hip hop. I like I personally just hate that. You're growing up in yeah. Texas and a lot of my students, like the whitest of all white students, got good golly molly. They good they'd be golly. like, yo, my you know, I'm gonna be a rapper, I'm gonna be like there was an insane amount of kids rippity rap handing in America. So yeah, uh, I've always been naturally biased against that. And so when PTS started, it was very I they've turned it toned it down, I think, a lot. Um, oh yeah, they, I mean they had they used to have uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with like Jin. Jin's like one of their like top singers, mm. and in one of their early songs they had him like rapping, and he's like mm. not a rapper. So what? <laughs> not, not today, oh. not today. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's one of the things like in the beginning that was kind of because they had more of that hip hop you know vibe where they're all rapping, yeah. and then now they balance it out more where they have their moments of rap and then they have their moments of singing. And now it's more, they make it more cohesive where back then it was more like they're all just rapping. Right. And and I think that's, uh, you know, that's A, it's good that they have uh, evolved, you know. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why we we changed our mind on them. They've evolved in a good way versus G friends evolving. uh, But even so, like, I wouldn't consider us BTS fans. That's the thing, though. Yeah, our problem. You don't consider yourself ARMY. Yeah, we're not fans anymore. Like, hey, do you, are you guys? Are you guys part of any fandom? Like, do you claim? Or do you guys don't? Are you guys don't like play that whole game where, like, I'm you know a, a blink or I'm a once or anything like that? If if anything, I was a Solon at one point, and he was a wonderful at one point. But that is like, I guess, done. <laughs> yeah, I'm personally, I've never. I I don't really like fandoms. Partially, not that fandoms are bad. Uh, I think it's kind of like, I don't know how correct this is, but it's kind of like how being a Democrat is, being a Republican is, which is like, I believe in certain things, but when I say I'm a Republican, people think I believe in a lot of other things. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of Twice. I really like Twice, but I don't like everything Twice makes. And I think when it has kind of this Mm. connotation of fandoms that you you like everything and you support them at all times, and I could be wrong on that, but... Uh, that's what I think when I think fandom. So yeah. I don't actually consider myself a fan in wording, yeah. um, but there definitely are groups that I love and I'll watch a lot of their things. And that's the thing. Like yeah. it, can, it can be good and bad depending how you look at it, like just being a fan or being part of a fandom. Like Because being part of a fandom, it can be really good if you're trying to be inclusive and have something you share together and something that you can come together and like all love together. And that's great. I love that part of fandom. But I also really hate the part of fandomness where, uh, like, mainly the negativity, where you, where it's like, oh, we have right. to hate them because of some illogical reason, or we have to hate them, even if it is a good reason. But like, that's not why I think people want to be fans or should be fans. But there's a good amount of that in each fandom that it ruins yeah. a lot of it for a lot of people. No, no, I completely agree. I mean, and, and I'm sure you, if you guys, you guys have obviously heard our episodes, you probably know that. You know, we, for the most part, consider ourselves, you know, army, and so to speak. And when we do that, it's because, um, you know, I, I'm, yeah, it's kind of like you said. Like, I love BTS. BTS, I consider BTS, like, my favorite K-pop group. Um, you know, uh, well, yeah, I do. And, but, like, it goes <laughs> to that extent. Like, it goes to that extent. Like, it goes to the extent where <clears throat> they're my favorite, and that's it. But I, and I'm not one of those, though, and, and I see what you're, the point you're saying. And I, and I think this, what you said connects to a lot of things in life not just k-pop mm. where one people claim one thing and and you know tarnish anything else and and i'll give you an example of like marvel in dc 
You have mm. people who are mar- massive, massive Marvel fans. Marvel, Marvel, you know, can produce a you know a terrible movie, but it's because it's Marvel, it's wonderful. And DC can produce a okay movie, but it's horrible because it's DC. And the same thing with like Apple and Samsung. Mm. So I, I don't, I don't appreciate, or I don't like that type of fandom where it goes to that extreme where it's just you're, it's like blind love where I just love it because it's coming from this particular product or this particular studio or this particular band everything else that that's considered a rival is crap like i don't like i don't appreciate that part of it even with like the k-pop where you know if i like like bts i'm not gonna hate xo or i'm not gonna hate you know whatever the next you know boy band up you know got seven must x because they're all kind of in the same league it's it's where and i think it should be like you should just enjoy what you enjoy love what you love just because you claim one thing you know, don't destroy everything else because guess what happens? Eventually, that band, that fandom, that fandom you're a part of is gonna actually going to eventually disappear because K-pop groups don't last forever. Right. And then what are you going to do? You know. Yeah, I think both of us we had our first loves. I mean, I was you know Wonder Girls was for me, and now they're dead, so my heart is never the same anymore. You know. Um, and Josh, you know, Girls Generation lover, still around, but they're pretty much on the way out, right? So. Right, but even then, like, well, they got their ten year. Is it the ten year anniversary that they're celebrating this year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of girls just had there. They broke up on their ten. <laughs> and dude, um, hey, hey, you know what, man? At least they went out on a high. That's true. Because yeah. that the last song. See, that's the the thing about it too is like, if you're gonna go out, go out with a great song and go out with your head held high and 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 leave your mark. And the thing I like about them too is, and don't get me wrong, I love Twenty One. But you know, twenty one, they they went out on we're giving you a sad song because we're leaving and it's sad. Right. And and the song was good. Don't get me wrong, I did like the song. But what I loved about Wonder Girls was like they you know they had they, their song came out like in December, November, and they disbanded like what in January. And it was a it was a really good song. It was like a really good song that they had. And I mean, they went out on top. They could have went out where it was just like mediocre, and then they left. But they went out at least with a bang. Yeah, 21, I mean, we've talked about it, but they're probably the saddest because they, they didn't do anything for a very long time, and they couldn't even get all four of them to agree I know. to, to make terrible. one final song, and that's just so sad. Yeah, yeah like, uh, it's weird to me because, like, you know, the reason you you know you asked me about fan clubs, and I'm a very, I, in the beginning, I was very against that, and that's one of the reasons I made the podcast was because, like, I was just sick and tired you know, four years ago of just seeing people just a angry at each other, b not thinking for themselves. Like they're like, everything this one person makes is the greatest thing I've ever heard. The newest thing that they make is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And because we have to, we're and, a fandom. Yeah. And the sad part is, you know, we're, I'm four years later, you know, and, and the landscape hasn't changed that much. Like, you know, we're both podcasters. I think it'll get worse actually. Yeah, like the more groups are coming out, it makes it worse. <laughs> and the fact that like not to float our own toot our own horn, but like a lot of the podcasts, even a lot of the podcasts that I've listened to to kind of like get a sense of them and to see who to invite uh to to this special episode kind of thing like even then being critical is still not what a lot of people do. Um right. let alone reaction. I mean, we have a long history of just Reaction videos reaction. are just yeah. the worst. Even though we've done our own, we try to do them a little differently. But like they fuel this fandom uh, ideological, I, I well, ideology. I don't want to say hate, but ideology of like 
find something you like and only accept that other people like it. So, you know. And because, because and I, I want to talk, and, and I hope if you guys have time, I do want to talk to you a little bit longer after after the recording. But I've seen, too, where some people make comments where if so-and-so doesn't like this, then I can't even be their friend. Or I can't even talk to them. You if can't they be don't an like, army unless you like... You know, spring day, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and like to me, like that kind of baffles me because it's just, it's like you know, not everyone likes you know bread pudding. Some people like it, some people don't. Like, like really? Like, I mean, I'm sure they're not serious, but I'm I'm kind of one of those where it's like, why are you gonna fill the? Why are you gonna fill you know Twitter with some like comment like that where it's like, you really feel that way? I I would even go as far to say that people should be the most critical of the things they love the most. Yeah, yeah, that's right. a fight we have a lot, I think, yeah. which is like, if you love something, if you love everything, you love nothing, right? Like, if you love everything, your opinion means nothing to me personally, right? Um, which is a big problem I've had with a lot of reactioners, because it's like, if you love everything, what are you? Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> yes, like, that's kind of my, my one of my pet peeves of, of some reactors is... Is everything is like there's some first of all some of them don't give an opinion at all yeah. you know afterwards it's just they love it and they're you know and they do what they do and it's like at the end of it you're like well you know like how do they really feel about it they just kind of did their thing and it's over you know that, that's why I kind of feel like I've, I've, I don't know if you guys ever thought about doing reactions I mean me honestly I honestly I've always wanted to just do one as a joke because my reaction would just be staring blankly at a screen, you know? And then once it'd be over, I'd be like, huh. And then they, I would just turn it right off. I've been wanting to do that as a joke, but um, yeah, I completely agree with like the reactors. I feel like with a lot of reactors out there, you, they don't, you're not getting a lot at all. Yeah. Um, so we've actually done reaction videos. Um, but we have no desire to do them again. <laughs> oh, well, how did that go? Oh, just as you expected. <laughs> yeah. Like we did our thing. We listened to the video. We actually talked about it. Sometimes we actually talked about it way longer than the actual music video, which is very rare. And people did not videos. like that. People didn't like that. Really? Yeah. We were critical and people didn't like that. And, and we know why. Like the entire idea of reaction videos is you Google or you YouTube the songs that you like for the most part, right? You're like, I love BTS's Spring Day. I'm going to go on, you know, and Google other people enjoying that song, right? They don't want to Google a dude who hates it, you know? Um, yeah. And so we understand why people don't like it. I think that's sad, and I think that's a terrible state of things. And I, I still think the overall landscape, I mean, it makes sense because the average age of K-pop fans are, are relatively young. You know, it, we're trying to be a little bit serious on a thing that shouldn't really be that serious, you know hmm. what I mean? Um, so it is partially our fault, but I, you know, I, I just wish that because it kind of feeds into each other, it, which is like if you'll buy anything that anybody makes, they're not going to try very hard. And it's this very cyclical thing of like, yeah, shit, like you're spending money on shit that they know that you'll buy. So they'll keep making shit. Um, yeah. But anyway, so our uh, camera died. <laughs> um so I, we're going to have to end this episode right now. <laughs> but and we'll, we'll okay. continue talking afterwards. Yeah, we'll continue yeah. talking. So okay, okay. Uh, before we finish, though, I do want to say, you know, tell people where they can find your podcast. Try to convince them, you know, give a spiel on yourself. Go. Okay. There you go. So it's K-Pop Hot Pot. You can find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, find us anywhere podcasting can be found. 
Um, if you want to look us up on Twitter, we do have a Twitter, Kpop Hot Pot, no spaces. You can find us on Facebook, Kpop Hot Pot. Um, Instagram, you can find us at email, kpophotpot at gmail.com. And I just want to reiterate, we do have a fan story coming out, hopefully at the end of the month. Please check it out. And yeah, we're uh, very personable. Give us a shout if you need to. Thank you. All right. Um, and I think that'll be it uh, for this month's K-pop roundtable. It turned out way longer, <laughs> way longer <laughs> than expected. And I just want to say before before we go, I just want to say I really appreciate um, you know being on the show with you guys. Um, you know, I, like, like you say, you've been doing this for four years, and definitely were the first ones that that we had seen. And there were some that I saw around, but a lot of them have come and gone. But regardless, if it kind of seems like you guys fight an uphill battle because you guys are very critical and not everyone appreciates that. But I give you guys some mad props that you're still pushing that boulder, so to speak, because, you know, some people kind of, you know, they do come down on you guys sometimes because of your opinion. But I definitely respect that you guys, you know, have it so strong on your opinion and that you guys are, you know, doing your show and your show has having some good success and hopefully your show continue to have good success. Because in reality, there's a lot of K-pop uh, podcasts coming out but at the end of the day i mean you guys are the frontier of it really <laughs> the frontier, the frontier. Oh, we're, the, we're the dudes that <laughs> die from dysentery yeah we're on the frontier you know josh and steven have died of dysentery shoot another bison yes yeah. you know uh but yeah we want to we really want to say thank you for coming on and the reason why we really wanted to reach out to you is because i think that you are everything that we're not in an aspect like you <laughs> you are part of a fandom you you do love something but you're very very critical and steven and i we like songs but we don't really belong as part of a fandom and it's really f- refreshing to be able to talk to someone who's like-minded in a lot of ways and also a little bit different in a lot of ways so we really you know thank you for coming on and sharing your yeah, opinions well, i'll be back anytime Cool. And, uh, you know, just a shout out to your co-host, too, because, I mean, we, A, we would love a wife, first of all. I mean, you know, if you're jealous of anything, we're <laughs> we jealous would, of a wife. We would love to have a wife who loves K-pop. Yeah, I mean, I have a sister, <laughs> but she doesn't really like K-pop, so I can't talk to her about it. Um, so we're really <laughs> jealous that uh, you get to, A, you know, uh, live and kind of uh, enjoy this thing that you love with uh, people that you love. And, B, we have no one we love. I don't even love John. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't even love each other. <laughs> I don't love him. <laughs> and with that, that's it for this episode. Uh, we'll see you guys next month. Um, and of course, we're going to see you again sometime, sometime or another. Oh. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.